Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I've thought of a way to make this very simple so you will understand. Would you please give me a spotlight? Do you get what I'm saying now? This is not about you. This is about me being in the spotlight where I deserve to be. Hello. Welcome, everyone, to the Spotlight here on Fightful.com. I'm Jeremy Lambert, joined, as always, by the great Stephen Jensen. Shout out, as always, to Big Dick Dave Batista for our intro. <laughs> Personalized yeah. intro by Big Dick Dave. Jensen, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Thank you for everyone who's joining us a little bit early today. Um, apologize for the start time. I got a little bit of overtime at the shoe job today, so we are doing an hour earlier. If you're coming in at the normal time, you might be a little bit late to the show. You can always go back and watch this on demand. Uh, but those of us, excuse me, for those of you that are joining us today, we do appreciate y'all for the uh, the early start time. And yeah, we had a lot to talk about, man, including. I mean, you had some big news yesterday. I mean, we can get that taken care of right off the top if you'd like. Uh, uh, well, I mean, JJ left us a super chat. Guys, leave your super chats, yeah. leave your humble chats. You, uh, get your question, comment, statement right on air. Help support everything we do here at Fightful. And JJ did leave a super chat. Says, hold oh, my favorite big star and king of the indies watcher. Only one spotlight to shine this week, and that is Jeremy getting merch on the AEW yeah. shop. Um, I'll tell I'll tell the story quickly because we do have a, a lot to talk about, and we got a great interview with uh, Titus Alexander airing at the end of the show as well. Yeah. Uh, so, like very quickly, people know about the Danielson meme. I guess I, it, it was almost a year ago. I think the the tree semen headline was <laughs> a year ago. Uh, it was like <clears throat> September eighteenth or nineteenth, I think. So we're coming up on the the year anniversary of that headline, and that that thumbnail just great. So I used it for that, and then I just started to use it for other like outrageous things Brian Danielson would say because you know, it, it popped me. Like that's all it really was. It just popped me, and then people started to take notice of like, oh, here's uh, you know, this thumbnail with these crazy headlines, and people were like they always use this thumbnail. And so like 
earlier this month, I, I, I tweeted, it was after the flaccid penis headline and people were popping over that. And I was just like, just put this image on a t-shirt and make money. And a couple of weeks ago, the official AEW account DMs me and they're like, where is this like thumbnail from? Like where, like what episode of Rampage is this from? Wait, this and I'm is like, real? Oh. They DM yeah, yeah. you about this? Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. they okay, DM me. So I knew, okay. I knew this shirt was coming. I, I legit, and, and Sean told me about it as well. So I knew, I actually knew the shirt was coming. I didn't want to tell anybody because I was like, you know, plans change in wrestling. Sure. Uh, but they DM me and they're like, yeah, where's this thumbnail from? I was like, oh, it's it's from this episode. And they were like, thanks. And so, yeah, when I saw it, I, I had an inkling it was coming. I didn't know when. Obviously now it's out there. So it's cool. It's a it's a it's a nice little pop. Uh, you know, I'd like a free one. Everybody keeps val- saying I should get royalties. <laughs> I I mean, look, if you want to send me royalties, great. It seems like it's going to sell well. I hope it sells really well, honestly, because it pops me. And but the fact that like, yeah, you know, I, I don't want to take full credit, but I will take a good chunk of credit. The fact that like this whole thing became as big as it was. And now it's like a, a t-shirt kind of crazy and kind of shows just how stupid pro wrestling is. It's the greatest part in the world. It's so stupid. It's Dude, so that's, inc- that's incredible. <laughs> I had no idea that they reached out to you about that. And yeah. like, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's funny that uh, you were able to get a, show, a shirt on a AEW shop before we could get a spotlight shirt on. <laughs> by, by, <laughs> like, like for, if y'all want those, let us know though. Cause like, I'd love for y'all to get some spotlight shirts. I'd love to have a spotlight shirt that I could wear. Vouch for the spotlight so. shirt. I'll make sure we get a spotlight shirt. I'll get the spotlight shirt on AEW shop. Well, fuck the fight. We'll with, with, with the Daniel, with the Danielson face. Yeah, the Danielson the face. Spot, just the spotlight over his face. <laughs> that would uh, be great. That's awesome though, man. I'm glad I'm 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 I've marked out huge to to see that uh that announcement yesterday. So dude, that that was a uh, well job well done, sir. Congratulations just like i don't want royalties if you want to send the royalties to the fiance go for it if you do want to send me royalties go for it just send me an autographed shirt like send me a shirt autographed by danielson that that's all i want okay just yeah if he wants to personalize it with something about tree semen that'd be great too (laughs) but just want an autograph shirt from the goat brian danielson that's that's it i'm not asking for much i don't feel like i'm asking for much that's a very fair ask very fair ask yeah all right, let's uh, Jensen. This is a big weekend. This is a monster weekend in the world of, of professional wrestling. <clears throat> like we got yeah. three big shows. We got Clash the Castle, All Out, Worlds Collide. Like three big shows. We got the Indies. We got other stuff to talk about. Let's just let's let's jump right into it. And we're gonna start. We're gonna start with WWE. You want to be a professional wrestler, or do you want to be a WWE superstar? WWE Superstar sounds a whole lot better than than being a professional wrestler. Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre headlining WWE Clash at the Castle this Saturday. Roman, Roman's been the Universal Champion for two years now. He's been the undisputed Universal Champion since WrestleMania. It's never felt like his reign has been in threat. For the majority of it, there were there were moments I personally I bought like Kevin Owens might win, uh, like during the match because Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns are just great. But like the build up, you could you knew like they probably weren't going to end this thing, and that was early in the run of Reigns. But it's just like yeah, Kevin Owens isn't beating Roman Reigns. And then even with Brock, Cena, Danielson, Edge, I never felt like yeah these are the guys that are going to beat Roman. The build up the match, nothing. Drew McIntyre, they've done a hell of a job 
building this man to make it feel like he is going to get his moment in Cardiff. The the training videos, the the montages they put together, the 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 video packages they put together. You know, it, it's a big stadium show. His first win came in front of literally nobody. His second win came in front of a bunch of LED screens. This feels like it could be Drew McIntyre's moment. And I commend WWE on the job they have done in building this and making me feel like, oh shit, Roman could actually lose this thing. I don't think he will, but this build has been great and I'm pumped. I'm really pumped for this match. Jensen, do you think this is the end of Roman's reign? Dude, that's a that's a great question because if you would ask me this, even just like within the last couple of weeks, I would have still stuck with Roman, but like now I'm getting more and more closer to, to going with Drew potentially. I mean, it's in the UK. I saw the, um, the broken dreams video he put up yesterday. Yeah. I mean, that's big. I mean, he, there's been a lot of demand for him to bring back that theme song. And like, so like he's listening, the company's listening. Um, and maybe this is a big thing for, you know, Triple H, the new regime, too. It's like Drew's, he might be their guy. You know what I mean, and Roman is as well. But it's like maybe in this new era of WWE, there's more than one star of the show, you know. And um, I mean, if it's going to be anybody, here's the thing. Personally, I think it should be Cody beating Roman. I just think the story is just like better if he beats Roman and Roman hasn't lost the title and like it happens at WrestleMania and all that kind of stuff. But I'm also... I'm also fine, honestly, with the idea of like if if Drew's gonna beat if if it's gonna be Drew, like this is the time and the place. I mean, in front of his own his own fans, and like they're gonna be that place holds like doesn't it hold like fifty thousand people or something. It's like a huge, a huge like a stadium they're doing over there. Yeah, um, like fifty or sixty thousand, I think. So I mean, and like you just said, man. If for no other reason, here's the thing. All right, once again, personally, I th- I would prefer if Roman retained and didn't lose until WrestleMania, preferably preferably against Cody. That's my my top scenario. But like you said, when Drew beat uh, Brock Lesnar for that title at WrestleMania, and there wasn't fans, and he had to go through like a whole year of being the champion and no fans and. Then, like, the fans finally come back, and Lashley's the champ at that point. And, like, I, it feels like it would be a very nice thing for the WWE to do to give Drew this title and, and to have him do it in front of his own crowd in the United Kingdom at, like, a, this big, you know, this big show and stuff. So, um, that said, my prediction is still Roman. I'm still leaning a little bit towards Roman holding on to it, but. They've, like you said, they've done a great job of making me actually think that there's a really good chance that Drew can win. I still think Cody should be the guy as well. It seemed like that's where they were going with the story. I don't know what they have in store for WrestleMania. If they can get The Rock, they're probably going to do The Rock. I mean, there's no probably. If they can get The Rock, they're fucking doing The Rock. <laughs> they're yeah. going to be like, ah, yeah, Rock, you can do it, but we're actually just going to go with Cody. Uh, the Rock's not going to beat Roman, though. That can be a non a non-title. Thing. And they have the two nights of mania too. They could do, you they know could. what I mean? They could do rock and Roman, Roman and Roman could still retain, could still defend on the other show. Yeah. Yeah. It, it could, <laughs> it could be that. Um, yeah. I don't know if Roman's going to wrestle twice on that show or anything like that, but I think Cody should be the guy to dethrone Roman. That said, I'm not going to be mad 
if it's Drew McIntyre. And I would not have said this like a month ago because I've never been like the biggest Drew McIntyre fan. Like he's fine. I didn't find like his stuff during the the pandemic era. Like I didn't find that like great or anything. Um, and it's probably because I've had to listen to 3 million Drew McIntyre interviews over the past two years. And I've just heard him tell the same stories a million times. Um, yeah, it, Kai, Kai has it to kind of where I'm leaning as well. Heavily scripted Drew is boring. This organic feeling Drew is amazing. That, like that's a hundred percent. And like, I know he was saying like during the pandemic era, like, oh, I'm just out there being myself and everything. And, you know, I'm just allowed to be me and it's great. It's like, yeah, but you also feel like a little it does come off a little too, it come, came off a little too sports entertainer for me. And Drew can't like pull that off like a Seth Rollins. Like Seth Rollins is like obviously scripted and everything. And this is pre what we're seeing from Seth Rollins now. But Seth Rollins can just pull this shit off because he's he's a character like that. Drew couldn't really do that as well as, as somebody like Rollins, especially when he's like trying to be serious, but then he's like cats and kittens and everything. I didn't like that. I didn't like that Drew stuff. Uh, this Drew, is amazing though like they, they've been telling a great story with this i'm not going to be mad if drew wins i think they're going to get me on a lot of false finishes here i'm excited for this match this is the first roman match i can remember in a while where i'm like i'm pumped i he could actually lose this thing like during the like when the actual match happens roman is so good that i'll buy some of these false finishes um and, and he's been facing a lot of really good wrestlers as well yeah, this is like the first time that I've felt leading up to the match that Roman could lose this thing. I would still go with Roman. I would make Cody the guy there and then go go from there. But I'm not going to be mad if Drew wins. And it'd be a great moment for him, especially after everything he did during the pandemic era. Everything It'd be a great moment if if Drew does get, the, get this title win in, in front of the stadium. Yeah, I, I completely agree with everything you're saying. And I, uh, you know, during the pandemic, like you said, I, I didn't think, I mean, that whole era of WWE programming was just, just everyone was, was in a bad situation with the no yeah. fans and the whole thing, right? But like, <clears throat> Drew worked his ass off. I'll give him all the credit in the world. Like, he was having matches where he was working really damn hard in front of no fans, like trying to make the company look credible and the championship look credible and his title reign look credible and try to carry that momentum after beating Brock. Cause that was the big thing. That was a big moment for him to beat Brock Lesnar. And it's just like, it just gets like super overshadowed by the pandemic. I mean, obviously, but it's just one of those things where the timing for McIntyre was just so unfortunate for him, but I'm with you guys. He reached out to the fans That's right. after he beat Brock giant fucking hand he just reached <laughs> right. out tried to touch the fans yeah it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't good but um, but organic drew like this is and this is not just with drew this is going to be an overall theme i think in the wwe we're about to talk about it with our other spotlight as well but like this is a good sign when you see people like mcintyre having these kind of slight character shifts recently where you can just tell that they're being a lot more authentic right now than they were before. And I think that's going to be kind of across the board with like all the WWE right now, which is, which is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm pumped for this match. It's been a while since I've been excited for really just a WWE event in general. SummerSlam was a little bit different because like it was the first show under triple h so it's like okay what's gonna what's gonna happen here there was that intrigue this is a show that i'm excited for not so much of like hey what's gonna happen 
because there could be surprises and stuff. Oh, let's see how this new regime goes. Like they've actually built this show really well for the most part. There's still some misses in there, but for the most part, this show has been very well built. I think Roman is doing great work. Sammy and the Usos are doing great work. Kevin Owens on, on Monday, that was a tremendous segment. Sammy's been one of my favorite performers uh, on WWE television over, over the past few weeks. Like I, I know he's been aligned with the Usos uh, more than a few weeks, but like these past few weeks, he's taken it to a whole different level with everything. I think he's been great. And Drew, Drew man, whether it's on television or on social media with the stuff he's posting, He's been great as well. He's going to get a big reaction. I do think Roman is going to get a big reaction too, though. Like the UK crowd, I think it's just going to be excited for this match and excited to see the two top guys really in the company at this point. Uh, I think they're just going to be excited for it. Drew will be the baby face, but I don't think Roman is going to get like booed out of the building or anything. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know, man. I'm I'm interested. I'm interested to hear the the crowd's reaction to Roman because he's so he's so cool at this point and so likable as like as the champion. But like, we are we all are kind of feeling to see him lose the title now too. With it being two years, like where's this going? Who's gonna get this big rub? Um, yeah, man, it's it's good. I, I'm glad that they've elevated Drew to the, like re-elevated him. He, he's ever since winning the title, he's been in that upper echelon ever since like world champion to to you know contender but for a minute there he was kind of having to deal with some kind of like mid card stuff upper mid card stuff for a minute now it looks like they're they're like full on you know on the gas pedal with him again um i wonder if like once again personally i'd keep the titles together but at a certain point it's like if they're going to keep the brand split going they're probably going to have to re-split that unified title at some point I, I guess my point of even going there is like if they had the two titles it would be a slam dunk for for drew to be one of those champions right now and you wouldn't have to end roman's title run but they've booked themselves into this position now where roman has both the titles and now it'd be really weird if he had like a title match where like you only won the WWE title or only the universal championship, but he's still the other champion that, that, that kind of weakens when he loses the other title, in my opinion. So, um, so they have a lot of decisions to make when it comes to Roman and his championships right now. But, um, but like you've said, they, they, this is, this is the best job I think they could have possibly done building drew into this match, you know, where it is, when it is against who it is for this championship. I think it's like, the build has been really good. And like I said, the, the, the videos that Drew's been posting on Twitter have actually like really helped my hype level seeing him posting some of this stuff. So yeah, good for him. If he wins the title, I'll be very, very happy for Drew McIntyre. But once again, like me and you were both saying, I think the smartest move overall is if he retains here and Cody eventually meets him for the title, probably, you know, probably WrestleMania, but I don't want any wacky shit. Either don't give me Karrion Cross and his TikTok nonsense. I assume the Usos will play some type of part in it. I assume Sammy might play some type of part. Like that's <laughs> fine, but I don't need Drew losing because he's distracted because TikTok hits and then he gets hit with a spear or Superman punch. I don't I don't need any of that shit. Just do a clean match again. If the Usos interfere, then Drew like takes him out middle of the match and then they keep going. Like, cool. That that's fine with me. Don't give me where it, it leads into any type of finish. Just let these guys go out there and just just have a great match. Yeah, you confused me for like half a second there when you said 
this TikTok bullshit. And I was like, what? Like Karen Cross is doing like little like six second dance. Oh videos yeah, now. you're gonna see all these cool I can't <laughs> screen's to too small for me to dab. I'm right, so fucking white. Dude, do the Sami Zayn dance. <laughs> like great. Yeah. Hey, explain, yeah. Explain to me. Hit him with that. Hit him with that. Oos. Hit him with that. Explain to me really, really quickly in like 10 seconds because I missed so much of a new programming this year. What, what's like, how is Sami Zayn linked at all to the bloodline? Like, why is he so desperate to get into the bloodline? That's the bloodline. Why wouldn't he want to be? But he's not like in their family. So? Oh, he just wants like he just likes them. Okay. Yeah, he just he feels he, protected he by those guys. He thinks they're cool. Like okay, he thinks they're cool. That's really. What I just it never, is. I just never understood. Like I thought that maybe there was like some big story that I just like totally missed out on that like he thought maybe like it was a um. Remember Surf Ninjas back in the yes. day, oh, Rob man. Schneider's character who also yeah. was was a redhead, kind of coincidence. But Rob Schneider like thought he was like the king the whole time or whatever the prince when like he because he wasn't a part of like the family that had to do with like the actual story at all he was like the friend of the family and that kind of feels like what Sami Zayn's trying to do when I think about it now is like he's trying to get in the bloodline but like he isn't a part of the bloodline he's an honorary ooze come on now honor it dude sammy's been killing this shit i love watching him just try to get and i don't even know he's trying he, it just happens trying to get the usos and roman to break like he he has been killing it bless sammy zane so he's great man i just didn't i just didn't know if i missed something that like explained like maybe some sort of delusion of him thinking he was in anawai or something like that <laughs> like yeah, he they're they're the top they're the top group out there so like why yeah. wouldn't he want to be That's fair. involved with then so sure. bless it. Because everyone else in the group is from that family. Well, I guess Heyman's their their council, I guess it's a little different. Anyways, yeah. I just thought that I just wanted to bring that up real quick because I wasn't sure what I had missed there. But Sami Zayn is fantastic. I you know, always has been. So uh Jensen, your spotlight this week is Matt Riddle, who's Matt Riddle again, and Seth Rollins paying homage to <laughs> Daniel Cormier and John Jones. We're both big. UFC fans um I've been saying this for years like I have been saying this for years that the the split screen thing they need to do the hey pussy are you still there it's like somebody just do this because it's one of the best segments uh ever like yeah building to a fight the segment between John Jones and Daniel Cormier it happened in 2015 by the way so a long time ago this happened I've been wanting it for years somebody just seemed to copy it you should have seen my reaction on Monday. I actually tweeted like during the original segment, I was like, this segment isn't real until we get, Hey pussy, are you still there? Like, it's just mm-hmm. not like no split screen segment is good until we get that. And then, so they go to commercial and everything. And then they come back and Jimmy Smith is like, we got hot mic footage. And the fiance is talking to me. I'm like, baby, shh, shh, shh. like I could tell where they were going. When Jimmy Smith says we got hot mic footage, like they're going to do it. They're really going to do it. And then they go to it, and Rollins is like, hey, Riddle, you still there? And then he's like, yeah, I'm still here. Like, they can't say pussy. It's PG. Right. Or PG. Like, I get it. So, and then, like, he just says, like, talk about your family. Your wife is divorced. Your kids don't want to see your bitch ass. And they, oh, dude, I lost it. Rollins was so good. Riddle firing up. It's, I can't believe it's taken this long for somebody to just play off of that, that footage between Jones and Cormier. I'm so glad. 
So glad they did it. I was marking out for this. I'm not going to lie. And I've been a big fan of, of this feud and the different stuff that they've done. This is another match that I'm super excited about on, on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, me too, man. I um, I obviously, as a big MMA fan myself, I immediately recognized what they were going for. And I thought it came off as, as really good, especially because there's so many WWE fans that, that don't know about that original Cormier and in Jones interview we're talking about. So like to them, this is like all brand new. So it probably yeah. came across even, even more like realistic, which I think it you know, could be, could be good. Um, Cause this also was like, <clears throat> it was also like a fallout from what they had posted earlier where they like leaked footage through like fan tweets about Riddle and, uh, and Rollins like fighting in the parking lot before the show and stuff like that. So, which I like that a lot too. I mean, it's like, I get that it's scripted. I get like, obviously, but like, I like that they're trying to blur the line more, especially in the WWE. Um, they need, they needed a, a little bit more of like an edgy kind of feel. And it feels like they are heading that direction at least a little bit, which I, I really think is a good sign for them. Um, the, this, this split screen segment was great. Um, and then like, even like riddles dropping F bombs and stuff, but they were bleeping it of course but they made it seem like he was like naturally reacting to what Seth was saying. Like Seth was cutting at the throat and Riddle was like, couldn't believe what he was hearing, you know, like I, so I thought this was done really, really well. Um, and once again, as, as, um, as a, as a big fan of the original with Jones and Cormier and their, their whole lore and history. And, and then it's also just kind of perfect how, it's like, you know, Riddle's involved in this with his UFC past and like Jimmy Smith being like the moderator and like him and his MMA commentary history. And it is, it is, it all just kind of made sense. And, and Rollins, I think Rollins is such a strange case because once again, considering I pretty much have only watched WWE premium live events for like the last year or so, I've, I've, I've only seen him lose like for like a year. Yeah. Like I, I haven't seen him win in so long. But it all it just like doesn't matter because he's so entertaining. Like every time I actually do pay attention to what he's doing, whether it's like the flashy suits or the I think like the kind of like laughing, like the Joker gimmicks annoying. But when he's being like this kind of annoying, where he's just like going right at Riddle and like br- making it personal and being so arrogant. And and another thing I loved about this interview was when Riddle's like, "Where are you? Like, where are you?" You know, Vaughn's response was like, "I'm right Cackling. here, bitch." I'm right yeah. here, bitch. And then just like, where, where is that? You know, just like right here, bitch, come find me. You know, it's just like, dude, that's such a pussy move. Like to call someone out, they say, where are you? And you're like, I'm right here. Come find me. But they won't tell you where they are. Like I, uh, I thought, I thought that was really well done. Seth, I, I think Seth's really, really finding his like real niche, like as this character that he is right now. Like, I, I, I think that it was kind of all over the place before with, the suits and the new theme music and the Joker and like the losing, but in the Cody stuff. And, and now it feels like he's really like locked in what this, this character should be to me. And, uh, and honestly, I think that riddle should win this match because I think it's, it's, it's a bad look for riddle as a baby face, like to have someone say all this about you, then you still lose. But, and, and Rollins can obviously yeah. afford to lose because he's lost so much, but he does need to get some big wins again. Cause I, I Rollins with this character, and with his 
background and being a former champion and his talent and his veteran status, like he should be on the same level as like Roman and Drew and Cody and those guys. So like he does need some big wins. Um, but I, I'm, I'm excited about this one. This is another one at Clash of the Castle that I'm like, that like I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for this match happening. I think Rollins has been the best overall performer in WWE this year. Even like, I understand the, the might not be able to get into to the early stuff and the character has been all over the place. The losing. Yes. Not great. But just the way he sold a lot of these matches, like the actual matches, the Roman match was great until, yeah. until that finish. The, all the, three of the, the Cody the, matches. He like grabbed the rope or whatever. Right. And like, it was a like, DQ. Yeah. yeah. Roman just beat the shit out of him with the, with the chair. Um, all three of the Cody matches were great. Yes, he should win a little bit more, but like as a television character, as a wrestler, his performances have, have been fantastic. And Rollins, like I said earlier, he's a guy that can pull off the WWE character work stuff because he's that good of just a performer. But now that he has a little bit more free reign with everything as well, you're really seeing him shine with this kind of stuff. So I think Seth Rollins has been amazing this year and I was not fully sold on, on this stuff. Um, I will, I will give Phil Lindsay a shout out from grab Cause he's been in on, on Rollins like the entire time as far as how good he's been. And I'll give the fiance a shout out because she has been right there of like, Seth is the best. Seth is the best. She just literally messaged me. Seth is always right. So yeah, she, she's always been a big fan of, of Rollins and like, he's doing some great, great work this year. I think Rollins will actually win. Um, yeah, he, he won it by, by DQ. Like, no one... Right. I get that, but no one's thinking like, oh, yeah, Rollins won that match. Um, I think Rollins is going to win on Sunday, because I don't... Or Saturday, because I don't know if this is going to be the end of this. I feel like they might do one more. Extreme Rules is the next pay-per-view. Makes sense for these two to fight in some type of, like, stipulation match. And I've seen people mention that the fight pit... Might might be a thing. That'd be great. Uh, you know, can see that coming to to the main roster. So I I think they might have another match at Extreme Rules. In that case, I would have Rollins win here. Do some do some underhand tactics stuff. Like I'm I'm cool with that. He's a heel. So I I think Rollins is actually going to win on Saturday. And I would have Rollins win on Saturday, especially if they're going to do another match. Even if they're not, I think Rollins just kind of he he doesn't necessarily need it because he's so good. He can afford some losses. I think he's just kind of earned it with how good he's actually been in these segments. And that's why I would give it to Rollins. And people people are saying, like, oh, you know, it's fake. It's scripted. Like, Riddle approved the, the divorce shots and the kids shot. Like, yeah, no shit. Like, Rollins ain't going to go out there and go into business for himself or anything. But one, he still has to deliver the line. And Rollins delivered it with such conviction that you believed it and that it was, like, it came across really well. And you're right about like Riddle's reaction to it. Like he, he played that off really well. We know there has been real life heat between these two. Like Rollins mm-hmm. said a few years ago, like he didn't want to work with Riddle because of the shots. His wife was ex-wife now, I guess, uh, was taken at Becky and everything. They squashed it. Good on them. They're doing business together. And like, okay, it's scripted. It's approved, but like they're still going out there delivering these lines and they're still like willing to go that far with some of these lines. Everything MJS says is scripted, but I guess not one of the promos, but you know, he's still got to go out there and do it. So I don't care if it's scripted television movies are scripted and they take these shots. It's still great. It's still compelling. It's it's still good shit, pal. 
And I thought this was good shit, pal. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Should be great. And speaking of Phil Lindsay, uh, that shout out, I, uh, I, you know, I met Phil at uh, Terminus. Him and Will were both there um, at Terminus One. This was already a while back now, I guess. But um, Phil told me he was like, he's like, man, I, uh, he's like, I really respect you for like always having like Cody's back online because like that was when Cody was like getting a lot of heat, especially around then. And he's like, he's like, yeah, man. I'm like, it's the same with me and Rollins. He's like, no matter what, like, I'm like, like I stick by Rollins and people come at me and like, you know, it's cool to see people that like stick by, you know, the people they're a fan of. And I was like, that's, that's cool, man. It's cool that you, uh, I I thought it was cool that he noticed that. I was like, yeah, man, I've I've got his back. Like, unless I'll, I'll support people. I I'll support people I'm fans of until they give me like a real big reason not to, you know what I mean? And like, uh, for him, it's, it's Rollins. For me, it's Cody. You know, everyone's kind of got their 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 people that they're you know big fans of. So, um, it's cool to see Phil like always have Rollins back, and now Rollins is like really thriving. And now it's gonna be funny watching all these people turn because all these people are gonna become Rollins fans that weren't before, and he's gonna be there just like with me and Cody. All these people hating on him, and now everyone loves him again. And it's like I never stopped. Like you know what I mean? Like so, I uh, I think I think that's uh, I think that's dope. Phil, Phil is the best. Everyone check out Grapsody uh, Saturdays at, at noon. I don't know what their schedule is this week because I know uh, at least Will and Phil are in Chicago for, for All Out, but I assume they have something. I actually know something they have. I will not spoil it because I don't want to get Will Washington uh, yelling at me anymore, but I do know they have they have something something planned that people will enjoy. Well, they so. announced one thing, didn't they already? What one did they the, announce? The guest? Is that what you're oh. talking about? I assume I think so. they've announced that. I, I, okay. Well, I don't want to ruin it if it hasn't been announced. If you're not leaked, <laughs> but I, I think I know who you're. They got a guest coming on the show. That's what you're getting at, right? Yes, they do have a guest, guest coming on the show. Nationally televised guest. Yeah. Oh, if yeah. they've announced it, then we I, can I, say. I think, it. I think they've announced it. I, 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 I don't know now. I because I can't remember if someone told me this or if I saw it on Twitter, so I don't remember. Um, I'm gonna go to the Grapsody Twitter, yeah. and that way. Okay, so so JJ says Friday is Grapsody, so there you go. Yeah, because the the UK show that makes sense. Okay. Uh, well, clearly... hey, Saturday morning you can watch me, Doug, and Rob on the Fightful uh, Gaming Channel at 11 a.m. Bro, we'll be the new lead into Grapsody like an hour. We're starting an hour before them, and then um, ending right as that show ends. But this weekend will be a little different because we'll we'll be at 11 and they'll be on Friday. But okay, so they they have announced this. Okay, uh, it is okay. it is Swerve. Yeah, Swerve yeah. is on the the show uh, as an interview. I saw I saw it in the streamyard, and I didn't know if I, you know, I see it in the streamyard, so that obviously gives me access to know like what's happening there. Um, so so yeah, I I didn't know if that was actually announced though. So yeah, Swerve Swerve's on the show. I didn't want to spoil it. I didn't <laughs> I spoiled that one last time when I wasn't supposed <laughs> to say anything. So I didn't need Will coming on here and be like, "Well, thanks, Jeff." Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Harry, thanks for once again, Swerve coming out here. <laughs> yes. So yeah, that's uh, badass. It's great they're getting Swerve on that show. Awesome. Yes. yes. Uh Swerve's gonna be in action at AEW. Let's move on to AEW. Um well Cody, we'll we will get to yeah, let's do it real quickly. Uh mm-hmm. let's top three matches you're looking forward to this weekend from Cody. Uh, mine are Rollins, Riddle, uh, Danielson, Jericho, just because I really like Brian Danielson. Um, and I want to see how Garcia factors in on that a- as well. And the the trios, the trios match are, are probably my three. And there's some good stuff on Worlds Collide as well. I'm just not as invested in that. Because I assume the trios match is going to be Elite versus Dark Order. So... I, I'm really looking forward to see how how that plays out. Those are my three. Uh, I'm trying to pull up the World Collide show real quick. You know what? I'll go with. Um, if I only had to pick three, I'll say I'm with you with Danielson Jericho for like I'm you know, Jericho is the goat for me. Danielson's the goat for you. Like that's that's a big that's a big match, um, and we haven't seen it in a long time. So I'll go with that as one. I'll go with, um, I'll go with Drew and Roman, and um, the other one, a sleeper. I'll go uh, Gunther and Sheamus for the Intercontinental. Oh fuck! Yeah. In the UK, that'll be that'll be big. Yeah, that 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 actually, I think, is going to be match of the night. Yeah, they're going to be the hell out of each other. They are, man. That's going to be such a great match too. There's so much good wrestling this week. There really is. There's yeah, so there's much UFC. That's surreal. Gone versus Tai Chi Yavasa for free this weekend. Like that's yeah, there's, great stuff. There's, there's, so there's probably indie stuff that I'm totally missing that I have written down on my calendar that I'm not even thinking about right now. The yeah. the 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 life of Cole Radrick just dropped on IWTV. Y'all can check there that out go. right now. Dropped at midnight. You just go to Fight Top. We got a bunch of stuff going on. Uh, let's let's go on to we got a lot to talk about when it comes to AEW. So here we go. Uh, over a million fans uh, and a great number in the demo tuned in. And it was a great show, and I think it's been a run of great shows. Punk and Moxley two headlining AEW All Out. John Moxley came out last week after you know kicking the shit out of CM Punk and beating him in less than five minutes, squashing him. He comes out at the start of the show. Last night just says, here's an open contract. Somebody sign it. Let's fucking fight. Leaves it in the middle of the ring. Takes people way too long to come getting the contract. These fans, these fans in Chicago, they're all cowards. They should have jumped in there. Should have grabbed this contract to fight John Moxley. All the people in the back, they were just sitting in the ring. Go out there and right. grab it. Ace Steel finally comes out and he grabs it. And then later in the night, CM Punk comes out and he says, I can't can't wrestle then you know it seems like he's hinting at retirement my foot's hurt tried to give it a go now it's an old injury but a new injury and it's a hundred percent but not a hundred percent i didn't like the first portion of cm punk's promo i'm gonna be honest about that uh and then then he took a shot at some guy who doesn't get laid enough which was a little there's someone in the crowd yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, he was heckling him uh i don't know just Come on, what are we doing there? Uh, Ace Steel yeah. comes out, cuts a very fiery promo. I love this promo by Ace Steel. It's like, remember who the fuck you are? Like, go out there. This is Chicago. Kick John Mox's ass. And then Punk does this big rah-rah speech um, after, 
after his hero, Seth Rollins. He does his big rah-rah speech and gets the Chicago crowd all fired up, goes into the crowd, and here we go. CM Punk, John Moxley too. First, what'd you think of the like the overall segment and how they got to Punk Moxley too? I mean, I like the callback to Ace Steel. I mean, I think that's cool. Um, it would have been cool to have Cole Cabana involved in this too, but I know that like there's hey, no, I, I I get it. I get it. I'm just saying, like, they ha- like it it could have been done, but like I understand why it isn't. I'm just it, you know, but having it, having Ace be a part of that, that's cool. Um dude, honestly, like especially after yesterday and the I'll, I'll address this first the whole contract in the ring thing i'm with you 100 like there should have been people just storming that ring to get to get that envelope um dude it should have been a w it should have been like a wb 24 7 title that was called still <laughs> they're one of those segments. just a bunch of people running the ring get a bunch of random injuries for no reason I, i'm not actually saying they should have done but that's that's yeah. a that's a just wacky cartoon everybody coming in fighting to get this contract then here comes old ace steel just slipping in there to to get the contract that's that's how they should have done it get a bunch of dorks but the, the uh the wingmen complaining about tv time there you go just go out <laughs> there and get uh get uh just the wingmen get the wingmen on tv get the trust busters tony loves them so throw them all running to get the contract i feel speaking of that i think that the wingmen i feel like that was like their way of like breaking that up and just like disbanding that whole thing last night they just got like destroyed and so by uh by w morrissey so i'm kind of feeling like because like anthony henry's gonna be a part of AEW and like ring of honor going forward like you gotta just do him and jd drake as a tag team like get get end this whole wingman thing like it's, it's just time to just it's over it's not working Ryan Nemeth is just isn't funny. I just don't know how else to say it. Like him on BTE is just the most lame segments every week, and it's been happening for like over a year now. Um, anyway, um, uh, Moxley in Punk though. Okay, so I get that the show's in Chicago. I get that CM Punk is like this big star, and his work in AEW has been fantastic. Like the the Kingston stuff and the Darby stuff and the MJF stuff and so on and so forth. I mean, like. I'm going to give CM Punk all the credit in the world. I would much rather have John Moxley as AEW champion right now, though. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I I think that he he completely validated his interim title run by beating Punk. And now I just look at that whole thing as him just being the champion the whole time. Like, I don't really attach an interim to that at, since he did beat Punk, especially the way that he did. And... I, man, I just love the dynamic of, of Moxley just being this dude who's, like, in it for the love of the game. Like, he's out there wrestling, defending the GCW championship. And that's another thing, though, that has to be taken into account real quick is he's not going to be able to lose the GCW championship until he's lost the AEW championship. Like, there, it just – I don't see Tony or anyone signing off on the idea of, like, Nick Gage pinning John Moxley while John Moxley is still the AEW world champion. So Moxley there's a, should be like, fuck it, I'm putting Gage over before I'm putting over anybody in this company. Well, I well, well, I don't think Moxley would care. Like, I think Moxley would be fine with putting whoever over. But it's the, it's Tony. You know what I mean? Being like, yes. what kind of look is this for my company when like my champion gets beat somewhere else? Um, <clears throat> but so I just want to throw that out there too because there's there's more than just the AEW title at play with this because. 
if they are going to put the belt back on Nick Gage in GCW, which is what I feel like they're heading towards in October, um, then you like he has to lose the AEW title before that. So that might be like a little bit of foreshadowing that that is going to be happening. And, and I mean, it's Chicago. I like that they've built this the seed of doubt, I guess, of like, you know, before it was, well, of course, Punk's going to beat Moxley um, in their original match because Punk was only out because he was injured. He's going to get unified the titles. Moxley was just kind of a placeholder. And then Moxley just squashes him in like three minutes. And now it's flipped a little bit to where it's like the seed of doubt is, well, is CM Punk healthy enough? Is he going to be able to beat a guy who just destroyed him? Um, and now it's like the, 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 it all being amplified because it's in Chicago in his hometown where CM Punk is, you know, a God. Um, so the dynamics, very interesting. Um, I have to predict CM Punk will win. I can't imagine that he's going to lose with it being in Chicago, but honestly, if it was anywhere else, I think that there's a chance Moxley would retain here, but I think that, you know, with it being Chicago, Punk gets the belt back. Um, maybe, maybe this is when MJF returns, like Punk wins the title and then MJF just beats the hell out of him in front of the Chicago crowd and they all just boo the shit out of him. Like, I, I don't know, but well, long story short, personally, I, I really dig what Mox is doing. I'd like to see him continue as the AEW champion. He is similar to a, a McIntyre situation himself being the champion throughout the pandemic. And now he's getting to have like an actual title run in front of fans. And I think it's working really well, but CM Punk is still CM Punk. He's still super famous. He's still at the top of his game. He's doing great work. It's in Chicago. So, I mean, I've, I've got to pick CM Punk is my prediction, but I, I'm, I, I have a lot more. There's a lot more in my head going into this than there would have been had they not had the first match. So I think it's actually worked out pretty well, how things have like played out heading into this match personally. I think this segment and certainly this match with the way they set it up kind of only works in Chicago. And look, that that's how yeah. they played it. I'm not, right. I'm not saying, you know, it's in Chicago. So they, they booked, they laid that part out very well. And that's why they did it. Am I the biggest fan of the way they got there? No, I would have much preferred just, Hey, CM Punk, he's back. He's healthy. He was on the run of a lifetime uh, before he got injured and everything, one loss, he avenged that loss. John Moxley kicking everybody's ass, like two Titans colliding. Here we fucking go in the biggest main event, arguably in AEW history. I think, I mean, Hangman and like Omega was a better story, but like as far as just like star power and just two guys looking for a fight and everything, like Moxley and Punk was that match. And then they did it on free TV. Moxley won in three minutes. And now the story is a hey, CM Punk was like two seconds away from retirement. It felt like last night. And then a uh, JJ uh, Punk lost uh, to MJF in Chicago. Uh, but he was like two seconds away from retirement. And then a steel comes out, cuts a great promo, fires him up. Punk gets fired up. It's a very underdog. And this is what we, we talked a little bit about last week is like, they're going to make CM Punk sort of the underdog because his foot hurts, but it's like Chicago tough and everything. It's, We've seen this in a million sports movies. You know, yeah, it's the the guy who the team they get their ass kicked in the first thing, and then it's like, oh, we can't beat him, we can't beat him. Why try? And they get this big rah rah speech from somebody, 
and here we go. Like, we're going to do it now. This is our time. Like, it's a, it's a fine story, but do I think it's the better story than just two Titans clashing for the first time and who is the better man? No, I think that would have been the better story. I don't know if this... I don't know how well this is going to do on pay-per-view. Honestly, don't really care. It's not like AEW is going out of business or anything. So whatever. Uh, if it does well, great. If it doesn't do well, eh, maybe they should have stuck with the original plan of just let's do this match the first time and, and build it up to be this big thing. Let's see who the better man is. Um, yeah, I didn't like the first half of the promo. I thought Ace Steel's part was good. Punk firing up Chicago was fine. I would prefer John Moxley to win because I think he's just a better performer right now than CM Punk. I assume CM Punk will win. And that's the part, the other part that I'm not like a big fan of is like, why do the unification match have Moxley win in three minutes and then Punk beats him, even though he's like kind of hurt, but maybe not really hurt. And then, okay, now you just kind of hot potato the title a little bit when you almost didn't need to just to tell this underdog story in two weeks like that's the part that i i i'm not i'm not a fan of i'm I'm honestly i'm not a fan of it i think they could have done this a little bit better but i'm looking forward to the match especially if we actually are going to get in a big time match out of it which i assume we will cm punk i've said this before like i've been re-watching a lot of his aew stuff he's so good in the ring like the stories he tells in the ring are are exceptional and i expect this to be another just great match with a, a good story laced in there uh, people are saying punk is gonna have to cheat yeah i've seen that like maybe mjf does come out and he aligns with cm punk i've seen people throw that out there i don't know about that um but you know that that's a possibility people have said a steal maybe helps um yeah so i've i've seen i've seen that that like punk does actually go heel Chicago's going to cheer him, but everywhere else, he's kind of a heel. So I've seen that. I think he's better off as a heel. I still think you could have gotten there just building it up. Almost Rock Austin-esque, and obviously the, the Austin heel turn uh, didn't go over too hot. But Austin showed no like big inkling of a heel turn, and the way they did that was... I don't think the idea behind it was bad. I just don't think anybody wanted it right. at that point. Like people are kind of clamoring for a CM Punk heel turn, especially after he calls out Hangman and the the promo material of Moxley. Like people are fine with a with a CM Punk heel turn. Nobody wanted it from Austin, but people are okay with with it from from CM Punk. So, yeah, I think you could have built it up as two Clash of the Titans, and then you still could have done the heel turn. That's just my personal preference. Still looking forward to the match, though. Yeah, I totally get all that, and, I, and I'm I'm with you with most of it too. I just kind of accepted it for what it is, I guess, and like that's. But I I think that it's. I think the match is going to be good. And with it being in Chicago, the atmosphere is going to be crazy. Can you pull up the, uh, the super, not the super chat, but the, um, the message from Kai about Bobby Boucher real quick. Yeah. Can you pull that up on the screen. It says, uh, remember, remember when Bobby Boucher showed up at halftime and the mud dogs won the bourbon bowl vibes, which is a line from, uh, the water boy. Um, yeah. The, 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 all this talk reminds me very much of D2, the mighty ducks. This is like yeah. John Moxley's team Iceland and, CM Punk is the Ducks in Iceland, you know, beat the Ducks down in, in the first uh the first matchup. And then in the finals, the Ducks got their revenge, got the got the big W. Uh, you know, when the when the roosters are a crowing and the, the cows are spinning circles of the pasture, <laughs> ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Yeah. Let's go. So um <laughs> quack, 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 quack. Let's go, chat. 
quack, quack, quack. Um, but uh, but yeah, I uh, it's right, it's Rocky three. You know, Rocky is, gets literally. his ass kicked yeah. by Clubber <laughs> in the first fight. Mickey dies. He goes to train with Apollo, and then Rocky comes back in the the second fight and went like it. They, it's ninety percent of sports movies out there, right? right? Yes. Maybe that's a high high estimate, but yeah, it, it's a sports movie. That's what they're going with here. Fine. Not just not my personal preference for for this type of thing. That's all. That's understandable. We got a couple of quacks in the chat. Appreciate yeah, y'all. let's go. Let's go. Um, yeah. So that that's just. I'm looking forward to it though. Should be fine. I would go with Moxley. I think I think you would go with Moxley as well. But yeah, we're, right. we're both kind of picking. We're um, both CM picking Punk. Punk. As far as like Wrestle Rumble is concerned, I'm picking CM Punk. But like my heart is with John Moxley. Yeah. Uh, Grand B just says, shout out Fred Durst. Yeah, I think Fred Durst should be booking the NWA if you're going to go with a, a washed music person. Oh, who... not washed. I'll call Fred Durst washed. <laughs> Come on, man. Get out of here. That new album wasn't as bad as what people say. I'm not going to lie. It's actually not too bad. But um, Fred Durst, uh, yeah. You're a Limbiscuit fan. How are you going to say that? Yeah. <laughs> I uh, Look, I love Limbiscuit when, you know, t- early 2000s and everything. I ain't trying to listen to Limbiscuit in 2022 the same way I'm not trying to listen to Smashing Pumpkins in 2022. Mm-hmm. Same way I'm not trying to watch, uh, watch wrestling put on by the owner of the Smashing Pumpkins in 2022. Fred mm-hmm. Durst running a wrestling company would be fucking hilarious. So, I'm, like, I'm for it. I'm hey, fine with that. He should be. Freddie Prince should give him the pencil. Yeah, it should true. Be. Should yeah, all the biscuits should be in the WWE Hall of Fame for sure. Like there are people, there are people that are less deserving than Limp Biscuit that are in, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, it is just one of those days. You know what song I listen to mm-hmm. completely off the rails um, right now? And shit, now the name escapes my mind. Uh, but the just think about it. Dun, 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 dun. I can't think of the name of the song. That song's really uh. good. Though. Yeah, now 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 I'm now I'm gonna uh you and me uh, yeah 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 rearrange rearrange yeah yeah that's a that's a great song everybody should listen to it it to to Olympus get um okay yeah Kenny Omega Kenny Omega (laughs) Will Osprey this is my spotlight they had the big trios match last week or this week, last night, um, they had the big, big trios match. They finally interaction interacted after years of talking shit on Twitter and interviews and, and social media and you know various, uh, even on television. Like after years, finally got the big Omega Osprey interaction last night in the trios match. The elite one, as I think most people expected, over the United Empire. Here's my hot take for you, Steven Jensen. Mm-hmm. Kenny Omega. It's head and shoulders above Will Ospreay as an in-ring performer. Head and shoulders. I don't think there's a debate to be had. I think Omega is that much. When he says that he's that much better, I think it's true. And I think Will Ospreay is a great performer. That's how good Kenny Omega is. So I don't know if I can go that far, but I will say, personally speaking, I am a bigger fan overall of Kenny than I am Will. Um, I think both are fantastic and i think both you can make a case for either um i know doug uh my friend you you know doug as well our friend yeah. doug who uh we're be doing the the football show with on saturdays with rob um he's he would if, if he, he might listen to this he's gonna be very mad at you he is that's he is all about like I mean, but he's also a big Kenny, big, big, big Kenny fan. His two favorite wrestlers are probably Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay, but he gives the nod to Ospreay. There's a lot of people that give the nod to Ospreay right now. 
But dude, it, what a great, what a great position to be in as a wrestling fan though, where like, that's the debate. That's like worst case scenario. We're debating about two wrestlers that are like insanely talented. Like, you know, at the end of the day, we just want to see them wrestle each other one-on-one um, -on -one, and I'm sure that'll happen at Wrestle Kingdom. That's got to be the place. But I, I think that's going to, yeah, that feels like the big Wrestle Kingdom match because we're going to get it one-on-one -on -one at some point. That last night was just a taste and their interactions were great. I love, absolutely love the spot where Osprey does his flipping to the outside and Omega like catches him in the snap suplex and looks at the camera and is like, fuck am I supposed to do? Just stand here and let him hit me? Like, no, I'm not yeah. doing that. So great. Like shit like that is why I I think Omega is he's he's head and shoulders above Osprey. He's, he's just better. He's a better yeah. storyteller in ring. Like the way once again, like selling all of his injuries and everything, like running out of fumes at the at the end of the match, needing help up and everything. The way this man like crafts a match and the way he tells stories within the match, much like much like CM Punk, like is just better than Osprey. Yeah, I don't think Osprey's bad. I think as far as like athleticism and just in-ring talents, there aren't too many people you're going to find that are better than Will Osprey. But as far as just like emotion, these are all things Omega has said. And, you know, I don't know how much he's working. I don't know how much is truth. I do think there's a little bit of truth is uh, in all of these comments. But these are all things that Omega said is like, you know, you've had 25 star matches no one remembers them. Like they look aesthetically pleasing, but you didn't capture any emotion in them. And like to me, that's the difference between these two. There's not, there's rarely a bad Will Ospreay match. He's a fucking fantastic in-ring wrestler. But like when I watch a guy like Kenny Omega perform, like I'm I'm captivated by him. Like I'm actually captivated by him. So yes, Kenny Omega wipes the floor with Will Ospreay. Hey, I uh I, I totally see where you're coming from. Like I said, I, personally, I think that, that Omega is a better, like, overall professional wrestler. Um, and, and, oh, yeah. And, and to be fair, though, Kenny Omega might be the best overall pro wrestler in the entire world. Like, there's him, there's Danielson, there's there's some people you can put in that, in that short list. Um, but Omega is definitely on that short list of, like, you know, and Osprey is still only, like, I think he's still younger than 30. I think he's still like 28 or 29 or something like that. I want to say, which is just like crazy. He's only going to keep getting better. Um, and this, this trios match was awesome. This match ruled. Um, the only thing that seemed a little bit off was like when Osprey went for the, uh, that shooting star. Um, uh, oh yeah. The spike pile uh, driver. Yeah. 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 He messed um, that one up. Yeah. He kind of like landed on his face kind of, which, that yeah. looks a little strange. He like but... headbutted the the Jackson. I forgot if it was Matt or Nick. He just like headbutted him in the back. It looked very awkward. <laughs> yeah, it did. I mean, at least he hit him. So at least it seemed like okay, maybe he got him with like a big like shoulder, and then they dropped him with the power driver. At least he didn't like completely miss. At least it wasn't like a Matt Seidel type situation where, dude, when Matt Seidel came out for the first time in AEW, <laughs> and. Like I was watching with friends and some of them followed wrestling and some of them don't. And he, and Seidel comes out to the ring and on, on his way to the, on the way to the ring, I'm like, Oh dude, like guarantee you this guy right off the roof. This guy's going to hit this like six shooting star press. So you guys are going to like, think this looks so cool. And he gets up to the top rope and I go, this is why he's here right here. This move. 
And then he like slipped off the ropes, and I was like, oh my god, they were like, that that's your boy? And I was like, uh, uh, but Osprey, that was nothing like that, at least. But here's so here's here's where I'm gonna throw more criticism at, at Will Osprey. Okay. A shooting star doesn't make sense for that move because of how your momentum is. You want to jump up high and then come down and then spike them. Like, okay, the, the Jacksons, like, do the front flip. Like, all right, all right, so you're going forward, and then you can still come down like that. Shooting start, you're going backwards when you're coming down. So, Osprey, you do kind of have to land on the side, but you lose effectiveness when you're trying to pull that off. He was just going for, like, a cool-looking version, but actually taking the effectiveness – out of the move and then it didn't look good because he couldn't get his arms down when he's coming down with it but it's it's the bad way to execute it he just he went for flash over substance he did he went for flash over substance you're absolutely right about that now if you would have nailed it it would have looked really cool so I'll it would have looked cool like, i agree <laughs> but, it would have looked cool but yeah. it, that's this is what i'm talking about and it's very minute minor nitpicking things like will osprey is gonna get on twitter and bury me or some shit but like th- this is what i'm talking about though when you're talking about the top of the top performers you look for these minor things of like what you know what why is this person better than this person what is the little detail that makes this person better than this person and things like that are the things that i look at that's fair i think that's totally fair and for what it's worth once again we agree like i think that if i had to choose if i had to build a company from scratch right now and i I had to choose one person to start with and it was either going to be omega or osprey I'd, i'd pick omega but once again i'd pick omega over like most wrestlers like Fair. there's very few I'd pick over Omega. Um, and Osprey could get there. Like he still has plenty of time to get yeah, there. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. yeah. This is not a knock on Will Osprey. I hope people realize I think he's fantastic as an in-ring performer. Uh, but yeah, it just when you're looking for these things of what separates the top from the top, these are the things that that I'm, I'm going after. Osprey's great. He He's definitely not the guy people think he is from like all the gifts and stuff. Like if you're still holding on to that, you just haven't caught up on Will Osprey. And yeah, he's 29. And, you know, a lot of these wrestlers really don't come into their prime as like performers until they're, they're mid 30s. So yeah. Osprey's this good. And I do think as he loses maybe a little bit of the athleticism and isn't able to do some of the stuff that he can do now, he will start to d- incorporate more of the, the storytelling elements in there. But right now, Kenny Omega is right about him that he just, it's easy for him. He relies on that stuff. And this Omega is better when it comes to actually captivating, getting motion and telling stories in the ring. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. And once again, last night's match was awesome. Can't wait for them to run that back as a singles match. And like we both said, we're assuming that'll probably happen at wrestle kingdom, which is the place that it makes the most sense for it to happen. So move on jensen to our other spotlight our product is what it is we're going straight up the middle for some reason you want to talk about this nwa show that was two nights and featured 1800 matches that i won't remember and don't remember but the main event was trevor murdoch against tyrus Take it away, Steven Jensen. Yeah, so, you know, we've been covering this a little bit heading into it, you know, like for a few weeks. And uh, uh, I'm going to say this. <laughs> People are going to think I'm insane. 
I don't think the match is that bad. I really don't. Like, sure. Like, like I mean, like you know, honestly, like like the expectations I had going into it, I was expecting it to be way worse than what we got. So I want to give the credit where it's due. That was probably the best match I've ever seen Tyrus have. Um, it was it wasn't it wasn't some five star classic. Okay, I'm not. It wasn't even a listen. Listen, no, I'm about to say like like I was like this is the best <laughs> way I could probably describe it. It far exceeded my expectations. It was way better than I expected it to be. Three out of ten. You know what I mean? Like like I was, <laughs> I, I was but I was expecting like. I was expecting way worse than what we got. So I want to give a lot of credit to Trevor Murdoch because he is underrated in my opinion for like the work he's putting in and like he fits the NWA brand perfectly. Like I, I, I understand why Murdoch's well, there's not a whole lot of options, you know, in the NWA right now for who they put the title on. And I get, I get Murdoch being in that spot. Like I, I, I've said it before. I like Trevor Murdoch more than most wrestling fans probably do. Um, but I have to give some credit to Tyrus. I have to, it's a two, it's a two way street. And usually it's absolutely terrible. And all he does is just barely move around and just does the hard punch. Big bark out moment for Murdoch kicking out of the hard punch, by the way, that was huge. Um, so Murdoch kicked out of the hard punch. He won the match. Tyrus finally got pinned. I think he had been completely undefeated in the NWA up to that point from what I can remember. So, um, so yeah, I want to throw it out there. Murdoch retains. Uh, a lot of people's fears did not get met because a lot of people were like dreading that Tyrus is going to win this thing and he didn't. But we also got to remember he does have that TV title and he can, still can cash that in for a title shot. So he still has another title shot in his back pocket. So we probably probably haven't seen the last of Murdoch or sorry of uh of uh, Tyrus going for the world title and he still could become the champion, I guess. But um. But I wanted to give credit where it's due, to be completely honest. The match was better than I expected it to be. Was it was it good? No. But I thought it was way better than what I was giving it credit for heading into it. So I want to be honest about that. I was disappointed on multiple levels by this match. One, that it wasn't as bad as I was hoping it. Because <laughs> right. it was fine. Like There was right. nothing wrong with it. It worked like, hard, I, man. They did. They they tried. They were out there trying. It was fine. Again, I didn't want fine. I wanted awful. I wanted Tyrus to trip over himself and just I wanted this to be the worst thing ever. Because then I could at least make fun of it. I get some enjoyment out of it. You just go out there and you just have a like basic wrestling match where you do the the bare minimum, like nobody screws up and it's okay. Like, all right, sit here and just be like, yeah, fine, fine match, whatever. So I was disappointed that it wasn't worse. I mean, that it that it actually did exceed my expectations. I was disappointed on that level. Two, I was disappointed Tyrus didn't win. Because if you're going <laughs> to go with this shit, go full bore with it. JJ says that Billy Corgan is a coward. He is. He is. I was watching this match. I was cheering for Tyrus, baby. Like, I, I had it. I had it on. And, like, when he hit that heart punch, I was like, let's go. Here we go. We got it. And then when Murdoch hits the first bulldog and Tyrus kicks out, like, oh, no, no. What are we doing? No. I thought he was going to lose on that one. Tyrus kicked out. I was excited. Then he hit the other ones. Like, oh, he's going to win. He won. If you're going to go with this, if you're going to be just, like, whatever the NWA is supposed to be, the straight up the middle, then just do this dumb shit that has people talking and laughing. People aren't watching. People are not really paying attention to this stuff. No offense to the NWA. They're, they're just 
Nobody's really caring about this stuff. Do dumb shit to maybe pop whatever the rating is on YouTube of like, let's tune in and just see how bad this is. Give me exceptional wrestling, which we're getting right now from WWE and AEW, which is great. I think the the industry overall, because the top two companies are doing very well, the industry is very healthy right now. I think for the most part, the independent scene is doing well. Give me exceptional stuff or give me shit that I can just make fun of and have a laugh at. Like, that's what I want. And the NWA did not give me the latter. They just gave me Trevor Murdoch. I'm with you. He's fine. He does fit the NWA brand. I don't know if that's good, but he does. And get, just give me shit that I make fun of. Yes. Uh, Control Your Narrative showed up. Matt Cardona lost to his hand-picked opponent, but he's still probably going to face Trevor Murdoch at the, the next pay-per-view, uh, even though he lost again uh, on, on power. Still Shout probably going to get a title Freeman. shot. Yeah. <laughs> like, all this is like, like, I don't have an issue with Cardona. The Control Your Narrative stuff's hilarious. Uh, but they should have put the belt on tires. Just give me stuff I can make fun of. So I was disappointed in those two aspects. Billy Corgan is a coward. Fred Durst should be booking the NWA. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, Rolando Freeman has uh, been getting some big W's what? over. What was up with the end of this thing too, where like Trevor Murdoch is like trying to put him over and Tyrus is flipping the table. Oh yeah. And Murdoch is like, oh, well, he's being a bitch. Like, what was that? That was out- insane and stupid. That's how every single NWA pay-per-view ends is with just a head scratching. Like this, 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 this didn't make sense. Like most of the time it's in the actual match where like the main event will actually be going pretty well. And then they'll just have some just insane finish that just doesn't make any sense at all. And just pisses everybody off and confuses everyone. Um, This was kind of that, like, yeah, he like <laughs> Tyrus loses holds Murdoch's hand up. Looks like he's like kind of pseudo baby face turned in front of everybody, giving him his credit. The show ends with Murdoch, his hand up and everything's good. Murdoch gets on the microphone and he's like giving props to Tyrus. He's like, man, no matter what anyone says, like Tyrus, you came out here and you like really, you really went for it. Like he's like giving him like credit. And then Tyrus is like, no, I don't want credit. Like throws like the table, like throws the table upside down, and then like leaves and tr- and then Murdoch's like, yeah, what a little punk bitch. It's like, what was that? Like, like, like that, hey, that you know, didn't make any sense. Good job, good effort, you little bitch. Like, it just yeah, very Fuck strange compliments. They yeah, <laughs> they, they didn't they didn't follow up on it on on power or anything. I don't know if it was planned or not. Regardless, like. This is just dumb. Just if it wasn't planned, then neither guy looked all that great. And if it was planned, uh, maybe follow up with it and put the belt on Tyrus. That was weird. There, there's your NWA 74 recap. We talked about it. Believe me, we talked about <laughs> there this. There, there, you go. there was a lot of matches. I watched. I watched all of it. Didn't didn't need it. Reviewed uh, it on the weekender. If you don't want like full recap of that, check out the weekender uh, from this past Sunday. You can hear all my thoughts in NWA seventy four. Didn't need it. Did we need your review of it? We didn't need Thanks. two nights of these shows. I t- I said that beforehand. Just we didn't need two nights of this. Uh, my spotlight is Lady Frost not getting her release from Impact Wrestling, and I got an issue with this because. 
So here's Sean's report. Go to Fightful Select. It's been less than 24 hours, so I feel I can just read this entire report on air. She's commented on it publicly. Uh, She hasn't gone like full details, but she has, if you go to her Twitter, she has said some stuff uh, about it. So uh, real quickly, Kate says, Tyrus is the Joker. (laughs) Sure. If AW, if they want to get some some laugh pops out of me, put Tyrus as the Joker. Yeah, Shoe. Shoe is the Joker. Kate will get that. Uh, Bob O'Neill's nemesis shoe. Um, what did you say right before this? There was something I was going to add to that. Oh, with Impact, yeah, with with Lady yeah. Frost. I feel like I've seen her tweeting about this like well before the, like that she was trying to get out. I feel like that was like already a known. She thing. was, yeah. Okay, she yeah. she uh, she put out there that like she had requested her release i think she was the first person to, to put it out there like she gotcha. publicly said i request my release and then it didn't happen and then sean reported on it and then she has now said a little bit more on it so here's what uh sean's kind of reported here as opposed to a full-time salary contract frost is on an exclusive pay per appearance deal with impact only gets paid whenever she is used uh she's not been at recent impact tapings there's no creative plans for her at the moment We've been told she's made it clear via numerous avenues that she wishes to be released and requested her release directly to Anthem's president and CEO. Uh, we're told that Frost needed to schedule a medical procedure earlier this year and informed Impact Management of such that she'd be sidelined. Despite this, Frost was booked for the Dallas tapings in April without hotel and flight accommodations from the company and ended up paying out of pocket. After that, Frost made Impact Management aware of her needs for the ap- aforementioned procedure. After appearing at those tapings, Frost said she had left. She was left in the dark about her status while she was sidelined and she was told she wouldn't be used in the immediate future. There's also uh, issues raised of how much she is paid compared to the cost of performing at the tapings. There are other reimbursements for things like blood work that she says were not provided, though they were supposed to be. Uh, It says one note was that one meal is generally provided during a 12-hour workday during tapings. There are also unpaid travel accommodations that Frost said effectively costing her money to work the tapings for a company she felt doesn't value her health. None of this is good. Absolutely none of this is good. Uh, if she's on a paid per appearance deal, use her, let her make money because otherwise you're, you're costing her money. I assume she can work like indies and everything, but she would probably have to like leave dates open, um, leave dates open for impact tapings, thinking she might get used and they're taping like once a month now. And if they're not going to use her, I assume impacts her biggest money provider too. Uh, you know, she's worked some, uh, I'm looking at the air cage, man. She has worked some, some indies. She's worked, uh, a, uh, AW hurricane pro, uh, revenge pro show. Like she's worked, uh, indies and stuff, but I imagine impact is her highest paying gig. So that's money that she's not making when she's not an impact. And if she's yeah paying out of pocket, it seems like for some travel stuff and she's not getting taken care of when it comes to blood work being paid for, when it comes to just one meal in 12 hours, this is not a good look for impact i don't understand why they won't release her she she tweeted um where's the tweet at it costs nothing nothing but my sanity i'm thankful for my family at home and all the fans friends i've made in wrestling they've been helping me through this but i will stand strong no matter what i'm I'm struggling i will stand strong no matter what if you were in a relationship where someone didn't care about your physical and mental well-being and you didn't adequately provide and didn't adequately provide for you financially would you fight to be free from it that's obviously about impact and not about she even clarified like that's not about her husband or, or anything he so i think he clarified as well he was like this isn't about me like yeah, before yeah, anything yeah. gets out there this is not about yes. me yeah yes. yeah so it's it's a bad look for impact like 
just release her. It does cost you nothing to release her, especially if you're not using her and she's paying out of pocket for stuff. It, it's it's just bad. I don't understand it. I don't get it. Yeah, it's it's kind of ironic almost that, uh, or coincidental, I should say, that I was just having this conversation the other day um, with somebody about how all this stuff's been coming out recently about AEW backstage and like the Kingston and Sammy stuff. And, <coughs> and, uh, uh, now, now we're hearing about, you know, Bobby fish, uh, his, his contract not being renewed and just stuff like, it just seems kind of like the honeymoon phase is over for AEW in a lot of ways. And like the CM Punk backstage stuff and hangman and like, there's, there's kind of a lot going on. It seems like behind the scenes and Tony Khan having to call that meeting and, and all that stuff. And I'm not really trying to draw attention to all those things by saying this. My, my point is more so that when you're a company as big and as successful as AEW has been over the last three years, these are kind of growing pains that are going to happen um, where not everyone's going to get along backstage all the time. And Tony Khan's going to have to learn that fine line of like being a boss versus being a friend versus being a fan and all that kind of stuff. And they're figuring it out along the way. But AEW has also been so successful so quickly that like, we're just starting to see some of this stuff kind of come, come to light. And I was actually talking to somebody the other day about this. And I had mentioned specifically impact wrestling and said, you know, you don't really hear about this stuff with impact really, because I just think a lot of people really just don't care enough to look into it. And also I think impact is usually pretty good about like, if, if things aren't working out, moving on and like letting people move on. And then like, a few days later, this Lady Frost stuff came out. And I was like, that's such a coincidence. I was just talking about how this company, like this kind of stuff really isn't happening there. Um, and now it seems like it is. And that's a bummer. Um, I would say, uh, I mean, if I'm impact, I definitely let Lady Frost go if she wants out. Cause you're not using her. Like if you're not using her, what's the point? Um, and impact has, a, has an issue with this with a lot of performers. We talked about this a lot. You not only, using the wrong people and, and pushing the wrong people consistently when you have people you could be pushing that leave by the time it's too little too late um by the time they want to do something with them lady frost was in a position where when she came in she was she was pushed quickly she looked like she was going to be a real contender in the knockouts division which is a pretty stacked women's division like that you know we, we give a lot of credit to the, the impact knockouts and she would have been a really big part of that and if, if they don't figure her into the plans of being a part of that. And once again, I'm assuming here that impact is her biggest moneymaker. That's definitely the, the company that's getting the most eyes out of anywhere she'd be working. And yeah, I mean, if they're not communicating with her, if they're not, because you can't imagine she's not the only one. So it's like, if they're, you know, if there's communication issues, if they're not being provided, you know, enough food for like long tapings if they're not getting compensated or reimbursed for their own blood work that like they have to do to be a part of the company and those kind of things like that is something impact needs to fix you know um I, i'd like to get kind of both sides of it before i make like real judgment on anything that's just how i am when it comes to literally anything like i'd be interested to hear what impact has to say about this if they wanted to say something without without it being like condescending or rude like maybe if they could address it like like, Hey, we did miss out on paying this or this, or Hey, we did pay this or this. And like, she, you know, and she either didn't get the memo or maybe, you know, maybe there's a miscommunication there. Like, so I want to give impact the benefit of the doubt. Cause we don't really hear of this happening too often in that company, but I also have no reason to believe like lady frost is like lying about any of this. You know what I mean? So it's like, 
I guess at the end of the day, if this is all true, which I assume that it is, because I don't know why why else she it, it, why else she'd put it out there if it wasn't. Um, I hope she just gets out. You know, I hope, I hope she's because she'd be an asset in, in AEW. She'd be an asset really anywhere. Um, and she could main event a lot of indie shows across the country and stuff. So I mean, there's she she will get booked plenty of places and be able to make money. Um, but like you said, I think the biggest hold up there and you brought up a great point is the, is the not taking certain bookings because you're assuming that impact is going to book you on certain days. So like if you're saying no to all these companies and burning those bridges because you're never available to be on those shows, but then you're free because like impact isn't booking you, but now it's too late to get on those shows that you were originally asked to be on. Now you're not making any money. You can't wrestle. You can't do anything. You're just stuck at home in this contract that you can't get out of. So, um, when it comes to in general, usually I usually side with like the performer or like the athlete or the talent over the, the large corporation. And in this corp in this, in this comp, um, comparison, I would say I, I, I would, I would be that way. Unless, unless, unless impact comes out and makes some sort of explanation that like completely contradicts what she's saying. And like, there's truth to it. it unless that happens, I gotta assume, I gotta side with lady frost here and say like, if what she's saying is true, that that sucks and i hope she gets out of her deal i can potentially buy i'm with you let's hear both sides i can potentially buy that maybe there's miscommunications when it comes to like travel blood work food and like that's lady frost's side of the story and impact might have another side of the story i don't know if they can justify pay per appearance deal not using her right she wants out we're not letting her out. It's going to be very tough to just like, if somebody wants out of their contract and I, I'd say this with WWE, like if somebody wants out, I guess WWE it's a little bit different. Cause at least you're still getting paid if you're under contract. But in this case, like it's a pay per appearance deal. You're not using her and she wants out. Just release her from that. Like just let it go. Cause I assume there's some language in there that obviously is going to restrict her from signing elsewhere. If she's on, this deal and that's why they that's why she wants out because of that language um that's the part that just doesn't seem like is justifiable in, in any area the other stuff yes i can buy let's hear impact side maybe there was miscommunication maybe this should have happened maybe that should have happened but paper dear parents deal not using her she wants out let her go there yeah to me that seems kind of cut and dry maybe oh, there's okay. more i i don't know like maybe but at least from what we know, it seems it seems pretty cut and dry in, in Lady Frost's favor. Well, and if it's a pay for appearance deal and they're interested in using her and she's okay with doing some business with them, she doesn't have to be under contract for that. They can just hire her for certain shows they want her to appear on as a you know as a free agent. You know, they don't, there doesn't yeah. have to be this contract that like holds her down from from being able to take bookings elsewhere, like when they're not using her. So strange situation i hope it gets resolved i hope that um you know lady frost gets gets out of this and is able to to move on with everything because it it doesn't seem like it's a good situation for her so yeah hopefully hopefully it gets fixed i'm gonna give a big mother fucking shout out just in the indies big indie match this past weekend uh at house of glory high intensity at kingston against Naomichi Marafuji. I know this is a match that like, Kingston's talked about it many times, his love for All Japan, his love for the strong style, his love for King's Road. It's a big match against Marafuji. Only went like seven minutes. Wasn't like a long match or anything. 
but it was exactly what you would expect from Eddie Kingston and Marafuji. And I'm spotlighting this largely because I'm happy for Eddie Kingston that he got this match against someone that he's looked up to and respected in a match that I'm sure he pushed for and he really wanted in Marafuji's return to the United States. And Kingston gets this, especially with all the stuff going on with him right now in AEW. I want Eddie Kingston to do well and to succeed. Go watch this match. It's like eight minutes of your time. If you enjoy Eddie Kingston, you'll enjoy this match because it's exactly what you would expect from an Eddie Kingston Marafuji match. Yes, the guys hit the hell out of each other. Kingston with some nice spinning back fists at the end of the match, as always. I, you know, Marafuji, seeing him back in the U.S. is cool. Uh, years ago, I drove from Nashville to St. Louis. It was either St. Louis or Alton, Illinois. They're basically the same area. But I uh, I drove there. It was like a five-hour drive um, because there was a Glory Pro show. And at the time, um, so I, I on the same show, it was... Um, Cody Rhodes versus Michael Elgin. And uh, this was pre Elgin, all that stuff. But, you know, I just want to throw that out there. This was, this was before all that. And, um, and the main event of the show was Mara Fuji versus Donovan Dijak, who everyone knows now is T-Bar. But I got to see Mara Fuji live years back at that show. And I'm really glad I got to go. Cause it was like his, his aura, like he's a real, he's a true legend of the game. I mean, um, you know, pro wrestling Noah and everything and, I uh, I think it's really cool. Like, I it's a, it's a good match and it's short too. Like, like you said, if you if you guys just want to like see a really fun, you know, what do you say, eight minutes, eight minute match? I mean, it's check it out, Marafuji and uh, in Kingston, and it's once again similar to Moxley. It's just badass seeing Kingston still out there like doing these these indie shows and stuff just for the love of the game. When like he doesn't have to be doing these on his days off. So, um, yeah, badass. Love love the matchup. Love the performers. Want to see more of Marafuji. Hopefully we get to see some of them in AEW while in the States too. I think that'd be badass. So I don't think the match is on YouTube, uh, JJ. It was on uh, House of Glory. It was on Fight. Yeah, House of Glory Fight was on TV, Fight. Yeah. Yeah, so I imagine you can still order it or you can find it somewhere. This stuff is always always available uh, somewhere. Jensen, your indie spotlight is Hoodfoot winning the Battle of the Tough Guys 2 tournament. And this is a IWC, right? Yeah, IWC, well, ICW, NHB. ICW. I knew I was going to mess that up. Uh, Yes, ICW, they they do the Battle of the Tough Guys tournament where they basically, it's like a fight pit type type situation. And they just beat the shit out of each other. And Hoodfoot beat the shit out of a lot of people. Yes, I want to give a shout out to Hoodfoot and Mill Atlas. Um, It was two shows in one day. And basically the way that uh, the pit fighter um or like battle of the tough guys works is it's basically like a it's like a fight pit like a makeshift kind of cage and then you have um weapons in there so it's kind of like a work shoot style almost like mma hybrid fight but like you can use weapons and it, so it's like a death match mixed in with like a shoot style fight uh type type uh tournament which it, I think they've created a really good niche for themselves with with those kind of tournaments and I, I love these battle of the tough guy tournaments they do um, Hoodfoot beat um, Hardway Heater. Shout out to KOBK, our friends over there. Um, Hoodfoot beat uh, Hardway Heater in the in the first round. Beat um, Brandon Kirk in the or sorry, beat Matt Tremont in the second round. Beat Brandon Kirk in the third round, and then beat the Bev Bobby Beverly in the finals. So um, big win for Hoodfoot. He's been you know getting back in the game ever since you know he 
you know, weeks back, he had the that scare when he wound up in the hospital and needed like the staples and the and the stitches after that death match where uh, the light, I think I believe it was a light tube, uh, like went went into his arm uh, a little a little too deep. Um, and he's he's been back out there doing his thing. And I mean, this is pretty much diving back head first, uh, doing a tournament like this and winning the whole thing. So it's good to see Hoodfoot, you know, back in like his kind of in the form that he was in before that injury recently and stuff. And uh, it's a big tournament. I mean, I, I once again, I, I cover ICW and HB pretty often on the weekender because it's a company that I think puts on consistently entertaining shows. Like if you're not into death matches, some of this stuff might not be for you, but like they do a really good mix, like historically speaking, on their shows of having like death matches or or mixed matches or like workshoot style or like uh, U- UWFI type style stuff. Sometimes their pits are literally like instead of like a ring or a cage, they'll be like on a beach, just like with like tarp like around them. Like you know, they'll they'll find places to 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 to, to make a makeshift pit and have a show and stuff. So I like what they're doing a lot. So yeah, shout out to Hoodfoot, uh, the winner of Battle of the Tough Guys too. Little too much death match for for my liking with the, this Battle of the Tough Guys stuff. Um, I can I can watch one or two during a show, like during a GCW show, full show of this stuff. Can't do it. Just can't do it. Bless you that that you can, Steven Jensen, but I can't do it. It's been a lot of a uh, a lot of callousing of my my mind watching this stuff. Like I went from not being able to stomach it at all to like being pretty numb to it because I've just seen so much of it at this point. But um, but yeah, check check it out if y'all are, if y'all are interested in something different. Um, and that's on IWTV, so you know, independentwrestling.tv. Y'all can check that out. And I got to go clock in for the shoot job. All right, Jensen, plug everything you need to plug. We're gonna get to our interview with Titus Alexander <laughs> here in just a moment. Yes, enjoy the interview with Titus Alexander. Guy's awesome. Um, you can find me next on the well, actually next will be uh Twitch, uh Fightful Gaming, twitch.tv slash fightful gaming. Myself, Rob Wilkins, and Doug will be doing uh some NFL talk this Saturday. That'll be every Saturday going forward during the NFL season, eleven AM Eastern. Uh so check that out. I'll make sure to put links for everything I got I got going on on Twitter. That's fight talk underscore. Use code fight talk and IWTV.live. And um, check out the Weekender. I'll still probably put that out on Sunday. And we got a lot of good wrestling. We got Worlds Collide. We got uh, Clash of the Castle. We got All Out. We got UFC for uh, for all you MMA fans. We got a lot of stuff going on. Indie wrestling, ton of great stuff. So, um, so yeah, enjoy the um, enjoy the interview with Titus Alexander. I'm gonna jump off here and uh, clock in for work. Y'all have a good one. Yeah, appreciate it, Jensen, as always kick him off. there he goes all right uh titus alexander people people may know him from west coast pro that's where he does the bulk of his work he just won the west coast pro west coast cup tournament a couple weeks ago uh he's done various stuff around on the independent scene i first kind of found out about him through this show actually and through will osprey his match with, with will osprey at west coast pro earlier this year was something that i watched and that stood out to me and i was very impressed with Titus Alexander. And ever since then, I've been wanting to get him on the show. We finally got him on the show a 
good interview with him. We went about 40 minutes, talked about, you know, his, everything he's done in wrestling. He's appeared on 205 Live in the past. So we, we talked about that wrestling, the, the Singh brothers, the, uh, the Bollywood boys. Uh, so we talked about that, talked about the, just his athletic background, his influences. At the end of the show, we get into some, like some boxing and some UFC stuff. He's a big, he's a big boxing fan, big UFC fan. Uh, so like covering a lot of different stuff with Titus Alexander. So it was a great, Great interview with Titus. We're going to throw to that right now. Here we go. On to the creator spotlight here on the spotlight here on Fightful.com. I'm still Jeremy Lambert. That is still Steven Jensen. And as you see below us, the winner of the West Coast Pro Wrestling West Coast Cup 2022, a West Coast legend, Titus Alexander. Oh. Titus Alexander, how you doing, man? Uh, I wouldn't say a legend, but I'm doing good. I'm doing good. <laughs> Come on, you could you could be a legend. Everybody is a legend in their own mind. I nah. feel like I'm gonna call you a legend, right? Oh, I appreciate you. <laughs> we we appreciate you joining us here yes. tonight. Oh, thank um, you, thank you guys for having me, man. I so we were talking a little bit off air, and I, I put over Stephen Jensen as this this is the king of the Indies right here. Jensen watches everything from the Indies, and I force him to watch WWE, and then I start to learn more about the Indies just by proximity of doing this show, and I started yeah. learning more about you. Uh, from your match against Will Ospreay earlier this month. And like I watched that match and I was like, this Titus Alexander guy, he is he's amazing. Like he's he's fantastic. Uh our friend, I don't know if you know him, Righteous Reg. He does the Graph Sody podcast. Yes. He has called you the AJ Styles of the West Coast seat. Oh, so man. that's higher praise than me saying you're a West Coast legend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, very much, man. I, I like I've heard that before from him and, or through words of mouth. But yeah, he yeah, him putting me over like that was is very huge in, in my eyes, at least. Yeah. Reg is gospel. Like, when Reg <laughs> says something like that, I'm like, all right, yeah. I take it as gospel. And then, of course, watching you against Osprey, watching you in the, the West Coast Cup, I was like, I see it. I 100% oh, see man. it. Oh, <laughs> man. Thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to jump in right on that, actually. Like, guys like Osprey and, and AJ Styles, I can definitely tell that you – um, you take some some type of influence from those type of wrestlers. Um, are those two names you would bring up as like big inspirations to you personally? And is there some other names you throw out there that has like really kind of molded what your style has become? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, AJ Styles definitely like the pacing of his matches and stuff like that. Osprey, I would say yes, just because he's in my opinion like the best wrestler right now. Um, watching him like at PWG growing up before I was even in wrestling, like I just like. I could never do all the stuff that he could do, but I mean, really, there's only a couple guys that really can. Uh, but yeah, those are two. Uh, Ricky Steamboat for me was is one of my favorites in general. He's the best babyface of all time. Um, granted, you know, I'm I'm not one of the baby faces anymore, but yeah, uh, uh, I get a lot of uh, my match process from them. Yeah, I was about to say the last time I saw you, uh, you were ripping up a little kid's sign, actually. So, um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, just but, this past weekend. Yeah, this past weekend, exactly. Um, it, it, with your background, um, you mentioned some great in-ring workers, some of the best ever, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, what other kind of? What's your background? Like, you're a very athletic guy. Like, did you play like traditional sports growing up? Oh yeah, I was a huge uh, football guy. I was uh, quarterback from. I think junior peewees or something like that, you know, like all the way through I played, I did a little like amateur wrestling here, but I did uh, football. I did rugby. I tried baseball. could never really get into baseball, um, but I just did it because my family uh, wanted me to. It's just a different sport. Um, but yeah, football was, that was 
everything for me. And I still love football. I wish I could still go back and play. But, um, yeah, definitely, definitely always have played football. What position did you play in football? I was quarterback. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Everyone, 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 yeah, that's what everyone tells me. Like, oh, <laughs> dude, once, I, once you say football, I always picture you as the jockey quarterback guy. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> come on, man. Like, hey, I mean, fair, but <laughs> – so, so what made you kind of get into to wrestling, whether it was watching as a kid or and then, you know, getting into it as, okay, this is what I'm doing for a living now. So my dad um, did it for, since I, before I was born, uh, he, he's, I was always around it and doing, uh, kind of doing it. You know, we like, I had my first match when I was six, but <laughs> we weren't really wrestling. We were just doing, you know, like flips and stuff like that. But um so yeah, I did that when I was very little and I've always been around it. Um, and then I started playing football and then I just totally just went away from it. I'd watch it here and there, you know, going road with my dad, but um, I got hurt in high school. Uh, I told my ACL twice, junior and senior year. So I was like, well, maybe it's a sign to go somewhere else. And my dad was like, hey, you know, you still want to train for wrestling? And I was like, sure, I'll, I'll try it. And then my sister was just getting into wrestling at the time. Um, so I was just kind of being her uh, bump dummy and like you know helping her with moves that she can do and stuff like that and then we did a little practice match and then yeah it, it just it, the rest is history I guess so I, I was confused because I, I was looking on your cage match um page and I saw 2007 yeah. and I was like yeah and then <laughs> yeah. I saw a gigantic gap and I was like is this a mistake <laughs> so so that would make sense though so you were wrestling yeah well before you like really were doing it like in in recent years you were you've always been involved yeah yeah my dad like i said he's been doing it since i think my sister was born and uh and then try to get us into it uh we did it for a little bit and then sports just came around so we just you know focused on that pretty much and we were doing pretty good and then wrestling just kind of took over man I want to I want to ask about the the WWE experience. You did a, a shot on 205 Live against the Singh brothers. What was that like? It was awesome. It was kind of just random. It was uh you know, number one rule is always bring your gear. And at the time I was doing a uh lucha character named uh El Matiso, which means half breed I think. Um and they were feuding with the um Kalisto and, and Sin Cara, I think. And they were like, hey, we need local luchas. Who has a mask? And one of the other guys raised his hand, and I raised my hand right quick. And they're like, okay, you guys go get your masks. And they brought these, like, weird, like, I don't they, they weren't even masks. They were, like, just things that go over your eyes. And I was like, oh, I don't think that'll work. So let me go get my mask. And then we did that. But working with the Sings, it was very cool. <clears throat> um, seeing them backstage and everything. And um, I don't think they would remember me now if I saw, you know, I saw them a couple more times at, like, Defy and stuff. But um but yeah it was very cool and i didn't the thing is i my dad was there uh, a couple with a couple of his friends and uh i didn't tell him that i was going to do it because it was so last minute and uh so he we walked out and of course they don't give us an entrance we were just kind of walking and uh during the commercial break and then he sees us or he sees me he takes a picture and then like, i guess he was popping to all these things and uh, i get back to my phone then he calls me he goes you motherfucker why did you tell me <laughs> and i was like i wanted to pop you dad come on I was like, that's a big moment. I don't want to like spoil it. I want you to stay and watch it. And then he goes, yeah, dude, that's fucking it's so cool. And then of course we talked about it and everything, but yeah, that, that's how that came about. So was that to, to even get kind of your foot in the door to be in the position to have your gear and have the mask 
So this match happened in 2019. Your was your pro debut 2018, like like technically. Yes. Yes. Okay. So it's only about a year or so into your run, and they were in California yeah. for for that show. So, um, how did you? I, I guess how did you even like get into that position to even be there to? And I know wrestling is in town and all, but like yeah. just kind of connections amongst uh, maybe some of your peers, and you got to meet some people, and you kind of right place, right time. Yeah. So. Um... A couple of people that actually work for WWE uh, are students of my dad. Um, and he's like one of the head trainers there, or not trainers, um, head referees, I'm sorry. And uh, he was like, hey, we're going to be in Sacramento, which is my hometown. And um, he's like, do your kids want to do background work? And and we're, he was like, sure. And we filled up all the stuff. And then we finally went. And it was a very cool experience. Uh, you know, it's like you're sitting in catering with all these guys like you watch growing up and you're marking out from like, I, it was cool to see like Dolph Ziggler and Finn Balor, like just eating rice and chicken and stuff like that. We're like, I was sitting there like, Oh Jesus, you know, like it was very cool. But uh, yeah, just uh, having people there um, that knew like my dad from the local area um, guys like Timothy Thatcher, who's, who's trained by my dad, John Morrison, like the, the ref that was um, that was there that gave us the hookup, you know, a couple other people, but yeah, just people that we knew in, the, in WWE gave us the hookup, I guess. Is that a goal of yours, whether it be AEW, WWE, but to, you know, for the next level to get to, to one of those spots? Yeah. Um, uh, I haven't really thought about that. I know you, I probably should, but right now it's just about making money and, you know, living out my dream, just doing this as a job. Um, and right now I am, and um, I'm having fun with it. There's other stuff that I, I would love to do on the Indies right now. So that, that's quite Really, I haven't really thought about it. Uh, I see some of my friends getting signed and do all this stuff, but I I'm loving what I what I do right now. Um, I want to go to Japan. I want to go to Mexico. I want to go to you know Canada. I want to go all these Europe. I want to go all these places. So um, that's all I want to do right now. Yes, that that would be an end goal of mine. It's one of those companies, but right now I don't. I I mean, if it happens, it happens. But if not, then... <laughs> yeah. Well. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I'd imagine it's very, um, in, uh, it's an optimistic look right now with like the changes going on in the WWE for, yeah. for a lot of the indie talent right now. And like knowing that like the options really just opened up even more so than they already were. There's a lot of places to work currently and AEW is always right. a big option, but now it's like, if they're going to start focusing on, on independent talent again, that's huge. I, I think for a lot of people, yourself included. Definitely. It, oh, it, yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, and you're, I think you're really a part of this this like this next kind of generation of talent and you wrestled a lot of them during the west coast cup like wrestling yeah. at, you know nick wayne masha slamovich yeah. and starboy charlie i mean what can you speak to kind of this next generation of i mean nick wayne literal teenager starboy charlie maybe <laughs> 18 we have people like you know uh marcus mathers out there and and yeah and, and billy starks and i mean and I know you're you're in like your mid twenties, a little bit older than the people we're talking about currently. Yeah. But like, but still, one of the one of the guys that I'm currently talking about when when people ask me and say, "Who do I think is going to be really on the radar of these major companies?" You're a name that comes up immediately right now for me. And and how, how do you? I guess kind of speaking to the next generation of talent, how how good these people are are, are getting at so such a young age. I, I honestly, I think it's I think it's for the best. Uh, just like everyone, like. You know, you know, of course, people hate it, you know, like the older vets, like, oh, the business, blah, 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 blah. it's business changes, all business changes. It doesn't matter like what what the business is, but it all changes. But 
being a part of this generation that, you know, that has like the Nick Waynes, the Starboy Charlies, the Billy Starks, the Dante Martins, like the Lee Moriarty's, the Danny Garcia's, like it's amazing to be a part of that, to grow up with them. And like, those are all like, we're all friends and stuff like that. So uh, to be a part of that is, is really, really, really cool. Um, we all, and it's very cool because we all have really different styles. Um, so we all kind of share the, the rings and like to be able to come like that uh, together in the ring and still put on a great match that and it's 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 amazing like just to be a part of that and especially have my name in that you know yeah absolutely i mean and you you rose the ranks just so quickly like from 2018 to now it's like i mean west coast pro you're the i mean you and and fought two are the two guys i always think of immediately <laughs> when i think of that that promotion so um you're really killing it and i love seeing that you've gotten out there you know so, to some other places like uh blp and uh in yeah. indiana and stuff like that i just feel like the more that you're out there in different areas the more the bigger your name's gonna get and it's just gonna be one of those things where i, I feel like you have a really big couple years coming up personally oh so. thank you man i hope so we've, we've mentioned your match against osprey and a couple other names that jump out to me as far as kind of more top names if you want to consider consider them or or veteran respective veterans alex shelley christopher daniels yeah. speedball mike bailey like is there a guy that you when you stepped into a the ring with this person you're like okay like i'm here i'm a i've arrived and like i know i'm i'm good at this shit uh no uh i know it's kind of cliche to like <laughs> always people like oh i always i don't like my wrestling i generally don't like it i always will find i think that just stems back to my football days where I was playing quarterback and I'm like, uh, you know, I can throw the ball for a 50 yard touchdown, but I looked the wrong way and it could have been easier or something like that. You know? So I think it always just stems back from that. And I'm never really genuinely happy. Yes. I soak it in. Like the, the Osprey match was probably the best match that I'll have, you know, probably like, I don't know for how long, but um, yeah, it, I don't think I've, have that moment yet i've wrestled some great talents and had some great matches with guys like you said like osprey uh christopher daniels alex shelley my uh, speedball mike bailey great matches but i always will find something wrong and um, it brings me down to earth real quick (laughs) that's just being a perfectionist right there it's just finding even if it's you know the the greatest match ever for to other people it's like no could have just done this step a little bit differently and and, and that's it so i respect that mindset i personally you know being in the ring with with those guys i would just be like all right well i'm here like to i don't know if they've they've requested you but obviously they got to have some type of respect for you to be like yeah this is the guy i want to wrestle because when they come into these shows pretty sure they can like kind of call their own shots with this stuff of course definitely one thousand percent I, I so I mean, that has to make you feel a little bit oh, good yeah. that it's like, okay, like, you know, Alex Shelley is requesting to wrestle me for, for this indie spot that he's doing. Like right. that, that says something about me. So the thing with Alex Shelley and it was very cool. Cause we, there was, when I wrestled Shelley, I wrestled him um, two nights in a row. Right. Um, we did this West coast pro um, and prestige combined show two nights in a row where one was in the Bay, one was in Santa Cruz. Uh, I wrestled Shelly in a singles match on Friday and beat him for the prestige belt um, and then lost it the next night in a triple threat, which whatever, right? But just to even, like, have him be like, yeah, sure, I'm I'm, I'm cool with that, you know? Like, it, it was very, very, very uh, 
just cool. Like, I was like, I was like, damn, we, really? He won't, he'll let me like do that? Like, that was fucking dope. But, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know if we could say whatever you curse. You're going to matter. Doesn't matter at all. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> um, a question I had for you about, um, about your your in-ring style and your moveset, the Sweet Time Driver. What yeah. is, why did you choose the name and why did you choose the maneuver? And something and something else that I've noticed is I, I like that you try to come up with new kind of setups for it consistently, like to get into that move. So uh, what was your kind of uh, mindset in, in choosing the move and everything that goes into, into that, having, being, having that finish? So I saw <clears throat> Cedric Alexander do it. And I love the way he just, he does it like a real driver, you know, uh, that's what the move is called, Mishinoku driver. Um, and then finding different ways to come up with it. I really loved like watching people do the cutter in different ways, people doing the stunner in different ways. Uh, I think it's one of the moves that it, that go along with that, that it can be hit from any position. Like you can pick them up and just, if you, as long as you can get them to your shoulder, you can hit it. Right. Um, if he's jumping at you, well, who, uh, who, if they're jumping at you, whatever. Um, so that was really the mindset of just finding different ways to get into it, uh, counters and all that stuff. Uh, you mentioned the name Sweet Time Driver. Uh, so the name Sweet Time comes from football. Um, <laughs> my dad actually came up with the name because he was my coach growing up. And uh, I used to take so long getting ready in um, <laughs> for practices and stuff because Everybody, you know, it's 100 to 120 on the field. No one wants to go run and practice and get hit for, you know, three hours in a row, uh, you know, straight. So I, I just take my time. And I used to get in trouble a lot, trouble a lot. But he used to call me sweet time because I was take my sweet ass time getting ready. <laughs> so I was just like, whatever. And I was just like, uh, and coming up with the name was just like, I didn't want to call it Alexander Driver or Titus Driver. It's just, you know, too cliche. So I was like, let me just come up with, you know, something that's completely different. And I just thought it's a sweet time. I thought it was cool. I, I, I dig it. It's funny because, like, my interpretation was, like, that you were being – it's funny because it kind of is where you're going with it, but I was thinking more of it as being, like, condescending. Like, like this, like the guy you're giving it to is having a sweet time. Like, you just drove in that sweet time. Right. Order, you know what I mean? Yeah, see, there you and, go. But but I didn't. I, I love the backstory of that though. Your dad always telling you you're taking your sweet ass time. Like, yeah, hey, I I love that man. I had no idea. That's great. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a inside joke for me and my dad. <laughs> uh, you mentioned Nick Wayne. How good did it feel to finally beat him after? Oh man, <laughs> not 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 really oh, like a man. series, but he's he got a lot of victories over you. And then finally yeah. at the at the cup, you got him in the one on one match. You beat him. Yeah. So me and Nick are very close and um, he, uh, that was just funny to, I never even realized that until they said it, uh, uh, going back to all our matches, I was like, damn, I really lost all those matches with them. Like if it's <laughs> scrambles, if it's, uh, you know, one-on-ones or whatever it is. And I was like, damn, I re- this is my first victory over Nick Wayne. Like I should have made it like 10 times bigger, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I didn't notice it until after, but it was, it was, it was funny. Cause now I just give him a little shit for it. <laughs> Finally, at the victory that you can you can hold right. over his yeah. head. Bottom. Still three to one, but you know I, I got that one. That's what that's what counts. And look, the comeback is on. Best of seven. The comeback mm-hmm. is on. So you you'll meet him a few more Someone, times. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> Somebody should book that. That's that's how that's we go. Insane, man. Yeah. There you go, West Coast Pro. We've given you the idea. <laughs> hey, best, the best of seven. seven. <laughs> Nick. There you go. 
um so you got to wrestle nick wayne a few times is there who haven't you got to wrestle yet like who's on your short list of like quote-unquote dream opponents right now oh yeah uh jay lethal for sure um he, he's a big inspiration of mine um i just loved all his stuff in uh impact one of my favorite promos is when he's doing it with rick flair doing the impression of rick flair um lee moriarty daniel garcia um i i did like a five minute like gauntlet match with Danny Garcia at West Coast Pro. Uh, so that I, I would really want to go a little bit longer. Um, let's see who else. Bandito. Bandito's a really high, high up there. Jeff Cobb, uh, Timothy Thatcher, just because I've known them for a while. Um, let's see. Davey's on there, but I'm, I, I'm getting to work him on Saturday, which is yeah. very cool for me. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'll be feeling very sore the next day, but... <laughs> Um, a lot of, a lot of people don't, I don't know if say a lot of people don't know him, but, um, I'm working this guy in a triple threat who's, um, his name is G sharp, Gregory sharp out in Vegas. And I've been wanting to wrestle him for a while. And uh, I finally get to get the chance at Toko's uh, kickback on Friday. So I'm, I'm very excited for that. Awesome. Yeah. I, you mentioned Danny Garcia, you mentioned a lot of, uh, P, former PWG champions, um, I'd yeah. love to see you and Garcia for that PWG title, man. That'd be badass. That'd be sick. That'd be sick, man. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, what was, oh, I was going to add another question for you and I just lost it. Jeremy, go ahead. I'll, well, I'll well, P, well, PWG, you've, you've been to, you wrestled, uh, Shane Haste at PWG and they're obviously yeah. big, uh, on the West coast. Any, any plans? Have you talked to PWG about returning there? I don't know when their next event is. I don't think they, they've announced it, but when PWG does return, do you know if you're factored into that? I hope so. Um, <laughs> the last the last time I was there, uh, well, last night first, but uh, it was just on. I, I was uh, a replacement for Armis. Uh, he couldn't make it, so um, but it seemed like I did good. I hope <laughs> I hope PWG really liked what I did. Um, so I hope to be back. PWG has always been on the list of mine to work. I watched them, you know, even that time that I wasn't in wrestling between 2007 and 2000, whatever. Um, I was, I was watching them and, and their highlights and stuff like that. It has always been a dream of mine to get there. And I did, and I love to come back to work, you know, whoever it is that they would want me to work, but yeah, it was an awesome experience. So I hope to be back. And I, uh, I remember I was going to ask you, cause you mentioned Davey's coming up this weekend, doing anything uh, yeah. different to prepare for Davey Richards, given his, uh, his reputation in, in in ring style, cardio, cardio, <laughs> a lot of cardio. That man can go, and he's been he's been wrestling for a while, like a long, long time. So, and he could still go like that. And he, I can't really match the way that he wrestles uh, because he does a lot of strikes and stuff like that. And uh, I don't, I'm not going to have someone kick me fifty times in a row, but uh, just a lot of cardio, man. Trying to you know hit that core so I can take those kicks as long as I can, and then uh hopefully hold on any advice you've gotten from one of the these veterans like osprey or alex shelley or even if you haven't shared the ring with them but you've been backstage with them anybody giving you like a good piece of advice that just really stuck with you um yeah i forgot who it was but everyone was a couple of people have said it older vets have been just um your face sells like uh, everything like it, your face tells a story, your your uh, face tells emotion. So remember, always sell with your face up. 
And um, just keep that in mind because when fans are watching you do your art and if you're looking straight down, they don't know what you're feeling. You know, so especially like if you take a punch, everyone's been punched in the face, you know, or have seen somebody get punched in the face. So to express that and have people get behind you, that's why I say Ricky Steamboat, because he really got the people behind you. Like every chop he took from, you know, Ric Flair, you were like, oh, ow, I felt that, you know, through the TV, you know, so stuff like that uh, has um, just been with me since I started. Any, go ahead, Jensen. Oh, no, sorry, go ahead, Jeremy. I'm good. Oh, any plans to, I mean, you're, you're big on the West Coast, West Coast legend, as I said. Any plans to, to travel, make your way uh, east a little bit more, whether it be end of this year or into 2023? Uh, yeah, I actually just came back from uh, East Coast. I was there at Garden State. Sure. Um, uh, Tankman, right? Calvin Tankman? Uh, that was the that was last month. I just wrestled oh. with, uh, Brian Keith in uh, the semifinals. Unfortunately, I lost. And then I did a triple threat with Michael Oku and Matt Seidel. Um, very, very cool to share the ring with those guys. Uh, I would love to go to the East Coast more. Um, that'd be very cool. I love it out there. The travel for me is rough because I hate sitting on a plane, but uh, I, I don't mind it if I'm going to go out there and, and uh, do what I love. I hate planes too, for what it's worth. It's the yeah, worst. it's the worst. Yeah. Um, it's, for me, it's the time change because I'm not used to it. Right. I've only been out there twice. So the like, three hour difference. Yeah. yeah. Like I see my flight info and it's like, uh, I land at like 10, I take off at eight from here and I'm like, Oh, it's two hour flight. And I'm on the plane for five hours. I'm like, I don't, this doesn't make sense. But I know. Like, oh wait. Yeah. The time change. I'm like, Oh, whatever. But yeah. I, uh, I know you said that you don't know if you'll have a better match, uh, you know, against you know, then what you had with Will Ospreay recently, which was just, you know, fantastic yeah. stuff. But, as a fan of pro wrestling, what would you consider to be your favorite or maybe some of your favorite matches as a fan? My favorite match um, would probably be at WrestleMania 3. It was Savage and, and Steamboat. That, yeah. that match is, is is just – every time I watch it, man, I just get so just oh, – oh, damn. You know, it just get me every time. I've seen it like 50 times. You know, um, that one really is one of my favorite matches. And let's see. Hmm. That's a tough question. Yeah. But I don't know. That's a great answer, um, though. I mean, that's one of the best matches ever. And yeah, it yeah. still completely yeah. holds up even by today's standards, which is right. nuts. Yeah. Right. WrestleMania is in Los Angeles this upcoming year. Obviously, WrestleMania weekend, biggest weekend of the year. There's about yeah. 3 million indie shows that are going on oh. that weekend. Any, and I know it's early, but any early plans of where you might want to perform, that might be anywhere and everywhere, but who you might want to face. I know we mentioned some names, but any early WrestleMania plans where you're like, I got to be part of this event. I got to try to get a match with this person. Um, Not really. I just would love to work any show that is down there that I know they do like the collective one. If it's, if it's like SummerSlam or uh, WrestleMania weekend. Um, so just, I honestly, just to be on the shows down there would be very cool. I love, you know, especially in, in LA, you know, I don't have to fly anywhere. I just drive. It's not a bad drive and uh, I get to hang out with my friends and, uh, see very dope wrestling. I've actually never been to a WrestleMania, so I w- kind of want to go next year just to see. Um, so I would be shocked. I would be shocked if you're not booked on multiple independent shows. And if you're not 
these promoters are doing something wrong. You should give me my own show and I'll book you and we'll, we'll, we'll make sure you get booked. Yeah. Fight for it, man. Fight for, uh, <laughs> fight for on the, on the collective, man. That'd be dope. Yeah. There we go. Ooh, main event, it. main event, Jeremy versus uh, Denise. <laughs> I would, I would kick Denise in her big head and that oh, would be no. that. I actually won't fight Denise. We're, we're Taylor Swift best friends yeah <laughs> we were talking off air and i, I was mentioning yeah. uh sean and you're like oh yeah denise she she does some stuff uh yeah out that's here. right and yeah. i was like oh i'm gonna get you to bury denise on the show so say something bad about denise salcedo who's the worst person in the world <laughs> oh i never 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 oh man no, denise is the best i will fight yeah, her yeah. Though. for the right money i'll fight denise Salcedo. that's fine <laughs> Oh man. Well, we have a segment on the show, Titus. Yeah. We ask everybody this. It's a really important question. It might be the most important question we ask you the entire interview here. And we like yeah. to use it as one of our kind of our wrap up questions. What is the most cool thing in the room that you're in right now? The most cool thing in my room. Oh, that is a good question. Cool thing. Um, I don't know. I don't have cool things in my room. I'm not a cool person. Uh, uh, probably this Bronco hat or this helmet that my grandpa made me. Can you it's show it? Dusty. Yeah, it's a little dusty though, so okay. don't get mad at me. No, all good. Okay, we might we we might have heat. I might face you at this event right. that I'm going to book. Okay, Very are you? Cool. Are, that like is it. sweet. Are yeah. you a Broncos fan? Oh yeah, definitely. All right, we we've got heat. Because oh, no. <laughs> I'm a Panthers fan, and the oh. worst loss—you know where I'm going. Yes, yes, yes. yeah. Yes. The worst oh. loss I've experienced football-wise in my life was was that <laughs> Super Bowl. Of course, I had nothing yeah. to do with it, but yeah. I was happy for Peyton Manning. I'm a I'm a lifelong Peyton Manning same, fan. Same, I was very same. happy for him, but you know, as a Panthers fan, I was rooting for my oh, team. Of course, I, I I totally understand that. But so I mean, you know, I, I'll find a partner. Me and, and somebody <laughs> against you and Denise at the, the Fightful oh. show for WrestleMania weekend. That's the main event. Okay. I'll find someone. Oh. I'm down. Let's go. <laughs> good, uh, luck, good luck to your Broncos, by the way, with uh, with Russell Wilson this season. That's got to be exciting at the end of this year. Very season. exciting. It is, it is, uh, I wish we gave Drew Locke a little bit more time, but, hey, I mean, when, when you get a legend like uh, Russell Wilson, then you can't be – you know, too mad at it. No, no. Yeah. I think you guys are going to be fine. I hope so. <laughs> a rough couple of years later. So. <laughs> you got the Super Bowl though. Yeah. Okay. Well now I have, I have another question. Are you, you, you're, are you a sports fan other than just football? Yeah. Um, I love watching like UFC and boxing and, uh, uh, rugby. Cause I, I you know, played, played it for a couple of years and, um, yeah, th- those I'm, starting to get into soccer i just never grew up on it so like i just i could never watch people run for three hours or whatever how long they play so um but i'm starting to get into that um baseball is hit and miss i have to go to a game like i can't you know watch it on tv it's the most boring thing yeah <laughs> I, I know i'll probably get heat for that but yeah, i i, I agree with you now. yeah i cannot it, watch it on tv and then are you are you still like or do you support the the Denver teams the local Colorado Denver teams? Oh no, no. Oh okay, so all. it's just Broncos. No. Okay, just the Broncos because okay. uh, it's funny because I I was actually growing up an Oakland Raider fan and they're in the same division. 
Right. But uh, Tim Tebow went there, and who was who was one of my favorites from when he was in high school. So he went there and got drafted. So and then shortly after that, we got Peyton Manning. So I was like, how can I not be still a Denver Bronco fan? And then so I, and I just carry it over still. Who's your favorite UFC fighter of all time? Uh, go all time, go all time and current. And then current, okay, all time, probably GSP. Okay, love that answer. He's yep. such a badass. Uh, current, ooh, probably Sugar Sean. He or really? no, Adesanya. Okay. Adesanya. Okay. Yeah, Adesanya is very, very, very good. Hey, Sugar Sean, he's got that big fight with Pierre Dion coming up. If he wins that, he might be getting a title shot. Like, so Sugar really? Show is about to. Find, we're about to find out if he's for real, for real here in a second. Yeah. So honestly, it, it's kind of crazy that he hasn't got a title fight yet. But whatever. You know, <laughs> he, I think he's only lost what one fight and was on accident. He broke his foot. Yeah, you I know, lost to so Cheeto like, Vera. Yeah, who also yeah. himself is like basically number one contender level too. Like, well, it wasn't yeah. like he just lost to some nobody. He lost right, to the right. Um, and that's a really sellable rematch uh, at some yeah, point in the future yeah. too. And yeah. for what it's worth, I think GSP is the best uh, pound for pound fighter yes. in UFC history. So I think that's a great answer. So. That card, yeah, I mean, your? Oh yeah, sorry. Go, go ahead, go, go ahead, Tess. Uh That card that is coming up with Sugar Sean on it—that's an amazing card. Like. Like it, it, there's so many like so many title fights on it, it's insane. Yeah, was that UFC two eighty? Is that the that's one? a Nate, right? Diaz. No, that, that that's the, no the Nate one's oh. coming up this weekend. Coming the up. Sugar Sean one is is two eighty October. Yeah, okay. October something. Yeah, okay, October. That yeah. one's in uh in Abu Dhabi. So it's uh it's Charles Oliveira and Islam Akhachev yeah. for the lightweight. Aljamain Sterling versus TJ Dillashaw for the bantamweight yes. title, and also. Pretty much number number one contender between Yawn and and Sugar Sean for that same yep. division at Bantamweight. Yep. I mean, yeah, that's a that's gonna be a stacked card. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> but I uh, what you know what the date on that is? Because yeah, know. it's um October twenty second, and I don't know if it'll be one of the ten p.m. pay per views or because it's in Abu Dhabi. If it'll it. be like a midday type thing again. Sometimes it's like an Got afternoon it. show. So. Got it. I'm gonna yeah. take no bookings that day. No, I'm about to say you might. I'm about to say you might be booked. That's, that's the only know, thing man. that ever foils it. Sometimes I'll go out to an indie show as a fan, and I'll like be keeping like one eye on the UFC results, like as I'm yeah. as I'm watching. Yeah, yeah. That, Tyson's gonna be backstage. Like, no, can't can't go to the match yet. I gotta watch. Gotta watch yeah. the Malley fight. Hold Dude, on. Watch can... Don't. Co- yeah, get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> tell tell those guys to go a little bit longer. Give them yeah, give them a little yeah, bit yeah. extra time. <laughs> I knew Nate um, was fighting next, and when you guys said like, yeah. the, the next event, yeah. I knew Nate was fighting next. Uh, my favorite of all time is uh, Liddell and Anderson, mm. big, big Chuck. And yeah, Anderson oh yeah. Fans. I do, yeah. I do agree with you guys that GSP is actually the best of all time. As much as I love yeah. Anderson, I think GSP beat stronger competition. During oh yeah, run. and just he's just so like well rounded, like everywhere. Yeah. 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 So. It's pretty wild. It looks like Jake Paul is about to box Anderson Silva from what it looks like. I was just about to bring that up. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. I'm strangely go. excited for that fight because I, yeah. I think Anderson. I, that's a, I that's an actual so. fight for Jake Yeah. Yeah. That's an this actual is fight. Real. I hope so. I hope yeah. so. I mean, I give Jake Paul the respect that, you know, yeah. he, he does put in the work, but I mean, I just want, I just want to see him get knocked out. Like, that's the one <laughs> thing that I just want to see. No hate towards the guy. I just like, just want to see it, you know, like he, the last fights that he's had, just I'm just like, okay, whatever. It, you know, because this this is definitely a big difference considering like Ben Askren doesn't really have the hands. Tyron Woodley is like really on a big decline. Anderson at least has been boxing. You know, one of those was a kind of a joke fight with Tito Ortiz, but he beat Chavez yeah. Jr. like straight up. 
and he was a former champion. Right. I mean, it's like, right. so at least this is like, yes, it's an MMA fighter, but at least it's an MMA fighter who is doing pro boxing right now. So right. at least exactly. he's fighting a pro boxer, not just like an MMA yeah. guy with a zero and zero record this time. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and, and, and I do think Anderson fighter. should probably wash him. Anderson's probably going to destroy him, I would imagine. But. I sure hope so, man. <laughs> I sure hope so. It's going to be very sad for us longtime MMA fans if Anderson Silva, like, if you want yeah. by Jake Paul. Yeah. Because like, then. If, if Jake Paul wins, it's like, oh, now you get to go fight KSI, who's another YouTuber. I mean, all respect to yeah. KSI, I love KSI, but like, it's just another YouTuber. Like, go to an actual fighter if you're gonna say you're the best, you know, boxer or whatever. But whatever, man. Yeah. Can't, Shout can't out KSI. KSI won yeah. two fights this weekend. I mean, they were against complete jabronis, but he, yeah. saved, but, he, but, he, but he saved the show by doing those fights. So yeah, good, good for him. So yeah. It, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't even know that he fought twice until I watched the highlights. Again, I was busy mm. wrestling in, in New Jersey, but like uh, I saw the highlights and he was the first fight, and I was like, "Oh wow, that's surprising." And then I saw later, and he fought like the, the Slim or whatever, or whoever it was, and I was like, "Oh damn, he fought twice." Like, that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of badass to be you know to do that. But yeah, it's, I had no idea who those guys were. Yeah, I, nobody yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> shout out, shout out, Deji though he beat the hell. He out. looked pretty good too. His dude. hands were pretty decent, dude. I, he came out swinging and like I don't know if he did all the stuff that he did, like or said he did, like broke his nose and stuff. But that was pretty badass. I was, I was rooting for uh, for Deji. Yeah, that was his first win, I think too. Like yep. he had lost mm-hmm. before that, so yeah, yeah. I, I love following like the YouTuber, influencer, TikTok, boxing right. world. It's just bizarre. Like it's it's just fun. Like as long as you watch right. it. With like the right lenses of like you know yeah. what it is and you have the yeah. right expectations, it can be fun. Um, yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. There was a guy, um, Salt Poppy, who really impressed me. This Dude, past he show. knocked yeah. the fuck out of that guy. And, I was like, oh. <laughs> and then he like moved, walked on him. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn, dude. That's a guy we got to yeah. get on this show. Yeah, yes. we had a. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if you're familiar with Dad, who um did the the Creator Class show that IDubs put on a few months ago. Yeah, um, I, it, he came out with like Morrison or something. With like Morrison, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, I know who he is. We we uh, we had him on the show not long after that, and he was he was a blast. Like I, I love these oh, these guys awesome. who are willing to like put in that work in the boxing world because I mean, it, right. you respect him for putting that work. Of and, course. Like you said, of yeah. Course. But then just watching it for what it is, like it, right. I, I love that you even know about this because usually I don't even get to, get to talk about this kind of stuff yeah. on air because yeah. people usually don't care. But people get to hear about YouTuber influencer boxing right now. From, from kind of <laughs> Dude, it's popping! It's fucking it popping! Like, like from the first time they ever did it, I was I was just like, that's kind of interesting because you see these guys doing like pranks, like pranks. Right. And then you're like, you know, they're vlogging, and you're like, dude, you're a vlogger. Why are you going in to kind of fight this guy? I was like, whatever. And then it got it got views, and it just it blew up. And I was, and then of course, you know, the two biggest ones were Logan Paul and KSI, who had two fights who that were you know pretty good. But yeah, I, I love it. I love watching it. Those fights sold out like stadiums, like arenas, which is yeah. insane yeah. to me. Twenty thousand, it, yeah. It's like right, okay, right. I'd never heard of these guys until they did this boxing yeah. match. But everybody, and this was a few years ago, but like everybody's talking about this boxing match. It's like. All right, I'm yeah. gonna watch. Like, it seems like it's a big deal. Like, yeah, it's in this packed arena. I was like, sure. Yeah. This if this way it, it's become. And I love these uh these uh what, what, what kind of, these kind of freak fights. I I appreciate like, these guys yeah. are training and everything. Right. But the, right. these type of fights, they're they sell. Like they at the end of the day, they sell. It's it's the craziest thing. And I mean, it's, uh, whoever came up with the idea is very smart because you get these kids or, or people that aren't into 
regular fighting and or boxing or, in that matter, um, they get to go say, hey, you know, I watched Jake Paul and now he's going to go punch somebody in the face. Like, that's pretty cool. And then they, like, they get to see all these other fighters throughout the card. And, you know, because sometimes they have real fighters on there, I think. But, yeah, um, yeah, like, it, it, it's very smart. And then you get to see boxing fans like, oh, that's an embarrassment, but it's on. And they watch it and they're like, damn, they're actually not that bad. And then they become fans of them, you know, so they keep buying it. It's very smart. Yeah, I agree. Especially when it's like the the YouTube world can be very fickle because it's all based on how yeah. many views you're getting. So like exactly. if, if you're on the decline and your fan base is kind of starting to bail on you, a lot of them yeah. don't have like a lot of substance beyond like the videos they make. So yeah. if they can like take that energy and like turn it into having some sort of a boxing career, yeah, like it's you know it seems to be a pretty good second life for because I mean Logan Paul yeah he's super famous but like who knows what his like YouTube career looks like in like today's landscape we know he's like right. big that now now he's a WWE superstar for heaven's right, sake I mean, right it's unreal yeah. um but yeah no I. I love I love that you you pay attention to that world. We'll we'll definitely have to have you on sometime again and talk about oh, some definitely. Of these, these upcoming fights. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Hell yeah, catch you on before the uh, the big UFC card. Just break oh yeah, I'm UFC down. Stuff I'm down. Catch up on wrestling, and then we'll do oh, the big yeah. promo before WrestleMania weekend with my mystery <laughs> partner against you, Denise Alcedo. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, if you're on the West Coast, you can you can check out uh, Titus in action. This Saturday, September 3rd, West Coast West Coast Pro, Prestige Wrestling, Savage Mode 2. He's taking on Davey Richards. believe that'll be available on Fight at some point. Um, I, I Maybe could be IWTV, I'm, I'm not sure. IWTV, okay. Apologies. Yeah, um, yeah yes, usually the, West Coast is usually IWTV. IWTV, My fault. yeah. My fault. Uh, but yes, you can watch it online. So IWTV, go there. Titus, let everyone, let everyone know where else they can find you at. Um... Social media is on Twitter. It's real Titus one one five. Instagram is Titus Alexander one one five. I believe maybe an underscore in there somewhere. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, just follow me and, and hit me up, and I post all my matches. Um, so thank you guys for the support, all the fans, and and then of course you guys. I, I love being on the show. Thank you guys. Thanks thank for coming man. on, man. We, we appreciate it. Yeah, we really uh, thank appreciate you guys having it. Me. I was. Very excited to, to get you on after learning more about you throughout this year. Um, yeah, so again, thank you. We appreciate we appreciate you doing this. Everyone, uh, check out Titus Alexander. Again, it's at RealTitus115 on Twitter. Good luck against Davey Richards this weekend. I hope the, the cardio okay. is good to be in there <laughs> with him. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, again, thank you. We'll be right back here on the We are back. I'm still Jeremy Lambert. Big thank you. Titus Alexander for joining us. Everyone, go check out his work that he's going to do at um, West Coast West Coast Pro Wrestling this weekend against Davey Richards. Go check that show out on IW IWTV. Guys, we will be back next week with a new episode. Plenty of fallout, I'm sure, from Clash of the Castle and All Out to talk about whatever else is happening in the crazy, crazy world of professional wrestling. Uh, Braun Strowman's back. Bobby Fish is gone. You know, a lot of stuff going on. Everyone go to Fightful.com. Check out all the stories we've got over there. Everyone go to FightfulSelect.com. Subscribe. Sean's always breaking news over there. Go to FightfulOverbooked.com with a bunch of new videos that we've got up there. I just posted the latest episode of the series. Looking back at CM Punk's match against MJF, the dog collar match, as CM Punk tries to avenge his loss from Dynamite 
that happened against MJF. So the series, the last episode of this particular one will be up next week. CM Punk against um, Hangman Page. We'll, we'll, we'll wrap everything up with that that particular series. And then we'll start a new series. Uh, so go to FightfulOverbook.com. Go to Twitch.tv slash FightfulGaming. I'm back streaming some games. Uh, maybe going to stream tomorrow. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. It's a busy weekend. Extremely busy weekend this week. Go to shop.aew.com or whatever their shop is and buy the Brian Danielson t-shirt that I don't get a cut of. Guys, we will we'll talk to y'all next week. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you guys for all the support. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.